Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Hey, what's happening, everybody, uh, weirdos? I normally say weirdos, and I said everybody. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Uh, this is Lauren Lapka, a, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who was uh, just in the pilot that uh, we uh, shot in New York, which was amazing. She's hilarious. I've known her. Well, we actually talk about how long I've known her because we couldn't quite figure that out. But I've known her for quite a while. She's so great. You've seen her. Why am I giving her credits? But I just watched her in Jurassic World. And that was a hoot. It really was a hoot when someone you know is in a movie. It was so, and she's great in it, and she's great in general. So let's get to the episode as quickly as possible. Uh, one one thing up here, we are closing in on on the three hundredth episode, which I'm very excited about. That's incredible! What a milestone! And uh, as a bonus, uh, kind of novel idea, we wanted to uh, do a, a bonus, not bonus, a special, a special. 300th episode where uh, I'm going to have Valerie and probably Brent Sullivan because I love them so dearly. We're going to get together here at the studio, have drinks, and answer questions that you email in. So Val and Brent will ask me questions and, you know, we'll all talk, but you can email the questions to youmadeitweird at gmail.com and uh, maybe put in the subject 300. So we know that those are your questions for 300. And we'll go over those, uh, you know, live to tape, but live on the air. And we'll talk about them and, and, we'll, and we'll say who it was and you guys can be a part of it. We've also cut together some best of uh, compilations. Katie cut together. She's here right here. Hi, Katie. She cut together some compilations based on what you guys, I put on Facebook, and you guys said what your favorite moments were, and we're going to release those just kind of as a gift uh, for you guys for being such wonderful listeners. So look for that as well. Uh, for the, during the week of the 300th, we'll release the compilations, and you can enjoy those, or I hope you enjoy those. I know. I know I will. <laughs> so, 300th episode, if you have questions for me uh, about the show, about whatever, Email you made it weird at gmail.com. Put 300 in the subject so we know. And this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, uh, our loyal sponsor. Squarespace, you know, is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24 7 customer support. So try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code weird to get 10% off. We all know that building a website can be tough. And even if you know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Who has the time? Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else in this day and age, you probably need one. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. They provide simple, powerful, and beautiful website templates for you to work with. Templates. Not only that, but those templates work as part of Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website your website scales to look great on any device. Phones, tablets, website, computers. All of them. Every website you build also comes with a free online store if you need it. Just need something minimalistic but powerful? Their cover page feature allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. So go to uh, squarespace.com, enter promo code WEIRD, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase, and you will show your support for our podcast. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Have you made it weird? I had spit building in my mouth the whole time. I was trying to make it to the end, but I had to swallow right there. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of You Made It Weird. Squarespace, build it beautiful. 
All right, everybody, for those people that try and skip the ad, don't forget to email your questions to youmadeitweird at gmail.com for the 300th episode. Me, Val, and Brent James are going to sit down, have some drinks, and uh, answer whatever you got. Youmadeitweird at gmail.com. All right, enjoy. Hey! Oh my god, you're such a late person. This is the guest seat, if you don't mind. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. How are you? Oh my god. Oh, Ooh, it's Cowdy's. Hey, we've met before. Yeah, yeah. I'm Katie. Nice to see you. This is Scout, who's very social today. Hi. I've never seen him <laughs> active. <laughs> He's always just kind of a laying about. This is fun. It's nice I'm to see you. It's like genuinely nice to see you. I know, I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm always lying when I say that. Uh, no, but you know, it was like it, we just uh, we just did the show, and and it was like summer camp, and that's it was like so fun. it was so fun, and it was the same people every day, and I don't I don't know. Well, th- then I went on this like retreat thingy. Yeah, right? the Hawaii thing. Oh I wait, I don't know. You were going mm. on a trip after. Trip? Yeah, it was like a trip, but then yeah. it was like it was a big group of people. It was like oh yeah, three hundred people. Whoa, that's and crazy. That's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> but it seemed really small to me. It was always my point is I went from one thing that was kind of like summer camp to another thing that was kind of like summer camp. Yeah. So I've had my heart broken is too <laughs> strong of a term, but like you're like you know floating around and there's always someone to eat with and there's yeah. always someone that you're excited to talk to. I'm talking about the TV show and the other thing, but more the show. Why do I have to? Well, you don't want to talk to them? anyone at the other thing. No, I did. But was <laughs> it like a yoga thing or like a it like spiritual? Kinda, yeah. uh-huh. I did yoga once, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of yoga thing. And then I went the second time with Val, and for some reason I just wasn't feeling it, and I was like, I got to get out of here yeah. before it even started. Yeah, they were like, they were just kind of saying like, you, tonight. Today we're going to focus on our feet. And, oh, no. And how they're so supportive to it. And I was like, I can't do it. And I left. It wasn't because of the yoga. It was because I just was feeling despondent. Oh, yeah. You weren't in the mood. How are you? Are you like a steady Eddie? Not today in general. Um, in, <laughs> in general, am I, like, am I like a person who feels like, mm. like, like I don't know, like just steady in my life? I feel like yeah. pretty much. I'm pretty even keeled. It's a strange first question. Yeah, it's okay. No. But I don't know. Sometimes people think of themselves as consistent, but are they? I think I am. But I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I am pretty consistent. Like, I feel like I'm generally, like, I, I know how I feel about something or whatever. I kind of am able to, like, ride emotions. But I also feel like I internalize a lot of stuff and don't really express it to other people. Yeah. So, like, I, I might appear more even keeled than I am. Like the weird inner world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I go through things in my head. And then... Are you even able to, do you know, do you know how you feel? Yeah, you I think I, mean? I do, but I'm like, I'm never able to like, well, not never, but like, it's hard for me to get to a point where I want to like share it necessarily. I don't know. Like I feel kind of. Like it doesn't bubble up easily. Yeah. To the point where it needs to come out the yeah. mouth. Yeah. The old, the old mouth. mouth hole. That but I you're guess. a communal person, right? I mean, you, you like others. Yeah. You're yeah. not a. Lone wolf, you don't draw no. the blinds. No, I like to be alone. I I, I, oh, I do? do enjoy being alone, but I really love being with my friends too. Like when we were in New York for your show, I really enjoyed you had days my downtime. Yeah, yeah. And I like to just, especially in a city like New York, I like to just wander around by myself and just people watch or do yeah. whatever. And, yeah, uh, you can stay out all day, and that's great. It's a really beautiful thing. There's something special about the constant flow of people yeah. in New York. So I was just uh, who was I talking about that with? They were talking about like sometimes people that can have a lot of anxiety, the only place they feel calm is a place like uh, Times Square. There's a real oh, yeah. blanket quality. <laughs> I know Times Square is an extreme example. Yeah. But any busy place, because you don't know where to focus in life, 
at a party. Yeah. Do I laugh at that anecdote? Am I eating too many shrimp? <laughs> but then when you're surrounded by like 50,000 people, you're just like, no one gives a shit. And there's yeah. something kind of nice about that. No, I do love that in New York that nobody cares who you are or what you're doing. Yeah, nobody I gives think a it's shit. Really great. Yeah. I also feel more attractive when I'm there because like everyone's unique. Like, I don't know. There's something about like, like I think other people are more attractive that I wouldn't find attractive in other cities or something. Like, I think everyone has their own thing and it like works for them there or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's because the cool. romance of the city? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or because everyone's welcome? Yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. a guy that's like making a phone call into a pigeon, like you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you're doing, like, you're I'm doing hot. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, but is it, what is it? I don't know. I don't fully understand the attractiveness thing. And I, I don't want know. To. I think because, like, I'll see women, first of all, you see like actual supermodels walking around. So there's that. But then you see like everyone has, like, there's a lot of people with like really unique style and yep. they can kind of do anything and be themselves fully and that's right. cool. And it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, like I feel like Here I can wear whatever. Wear... <laughs> like I like I'll wear like a crazy outfit or something like something that's just a little right. bit like over the top for me, which right. is still not crazy. Vertical suspenders. Right. Oh, and everyone's no. like I mean... <laughs> nice choice. Or more importantly, they don't even say anything. No, they don't care cuz they're making a phone right. call into a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think it's cool everyone can really be themselves. If there's so many people uh, th- there's a lot of comfort to just be individualized. Yeah. Like if you're in a small school and you're the one girl that, you know, suspenders is my stupid example, yeah, but, but wears a bowler hat. <laughs> everyone's going to be like, who is, I think it's Jay Larson that has a bit about the first day you wear a hat. Oh God. Like when you decide to become a hat guy. <laughs> it's a huge move. Like a fedora is a huge oh, move. Oh my God. There was a moment when you bought it, yeah. you put it on, you were like, yeah. okay. And then that's you You were forever. nervous. Yeah. It Dimitri must have been Martin weird. has a bit about wearing a, a, a thriller jacket or a beat it jacket the red the oh, red the michael leather. jackson jacket yeah and you buy it seems like a good idea but then how do you where do you wear it out i no. have to say i bought a drag, uh, jacket for drive you know the movie drive yeah but the black one yeah thought it was cool like, like with the snake on the back it's not a sca- snake it's a scorpion so <laughs> it's a cool <laughs> thing <laughs> you really bought this there's an episode it's the dane cook episode I opened it on the air and was like, cool, and I put it on, and that's like the only time I've ever put I it on. I love that. Yeah. You should wear that. I thought maybe when I was on the talk show, I was like, I'll wear it, and like it'll be funny that yeah. I'm wearing it. Even that's never like the works. least time you want to wear it. Like, you well, also, like, it. you can't see the back if you're like, you know, the, the, yeah. the back is essential. The back like, is essential. <laughs> from the front, it just looks like you're like tuning up a NASCAR car. <laughs> you look like a mechanic, I suppose. It's but, silky? It's got a silk to it, and yeah. then it's, and then it's uh, cross-stitched. Yes. You know the thing that only the elderly or the ultra-cool yeah. enjoy? That yes. kind of like broad, argyle-type stitching? Amazing. I think you know what I'm Good talking about. Good for you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thank, you know what? It's funny that it says on your Wikipedia page, huh. speaking of New York. <laughs> oh, God. I think I know what you're going to say. Well, wait. Say it. it. It's so unnecessary. It was like, this... after having no success? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Correct this because you can. I well I don't know how I it's very easy. well somebody listen to this and correct this because I was, I was on, I, I know it. it's so fucking rude I was on a podcast <laughs> where I talked about I lived in New York for one year and I auditioned and for some commercials for okay I, I like auditioned for like five commercials over the course of a year I wasn't I was doing live stuff whatever I didn't see it as a failure but then they were like. After having no success, having little success in yep. New York, she moved to LA. I was like, "No, man, yeah. I just kept doing stuff, and yeah, then yeah, I yeah. started doing more stuff." It was like it really sounded like you hit a rock bottom in New York. I was there for fifteen and you months fled after college. You like fled to LA. <laughs> so stupid. 
I hate it. Her hopes dashed. I mean, it was her so spirit stupid. crushed. I, whoever wrote that, I was like excited. I think to just make it look like that. Well, they dramatized it. A yeah, little bit. it's a little spicy. Yeah. But you, okay, so we 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 weren't sure if we met. We met in Chicago. I actually think we didn't. We didn't. No, meet in Chicago. I like made you feel bad, and I was like, <laughs> we met in Chicago. And you no, don't remember me. But no, then I was like, very possible. <laughs> I'm still. I'm telling you now, in full honesty, there's a good chance we met in Chicago. I know, but then I talked to Mackenzie about it, our mutual friend, and she was like, Undone. I don't. Yes. Russo's now. I Russo's? don't think that you were there. She's like, I think you met in New York. And I was like, I think so too. Mm. I don't think the overlap makes sense. But we were in Chicago at the same time. Yeah. Why? A bit. Are you from there? Yeah, I'm from Evanston. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most like neutrally pleasant place yeah. on earth. Yeah, it's, well, it's a li- neutral, it's not a- in a bad way. It's a nice liberal town. It's a liberal diverse. town. It's a pretty town. Nice it's movie beautiful. theater. It's like four or five yes, levels. Beautiful. It's like how far outside of Chicago? Forty five minutes. Oh, or so? there's just borders Chicago at Rogers Park. So Ooh. there you go, baby. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a drive. I mean, nobody's 30, hanging out. In I would Rutter's say thirty Park. minutes. <laughs> Rogers Park. Oh, Rogers Park. I would Park. say thirty <laughs> minutes, like to go from my parents' home on the north side to like Boys Town, which is where I lived for a while. So Boys. Hmm? Oh, your parents. Okay, they're in Evanston. Uh, yeah, uh, a lovely town. Yeah. And so then it made sense for were you. When did you get like into uh, the the haws? <laughs> Is that how you always ask? How did you get into the haws? It's been you know I've been interviewing all these like uh, weird mystic people. Oh, and I've been smoking a lot of pot. Uh huh. Because it's like this is the only week I think I can smoke pot, so I'm a little weird today. Because of like work or something. I feel like uh, yeah. Like you have a window to smoke this week or something. Hopefully any any minute now we'll get some sort of new. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, it'll be it'll be focus time. I actually yes. already realized I was like I'm doing Conan next week. It already is focus time. I'm yeah. just holding on to this weird hippy dippy schedule. Enjoy it. I should, but now I'm gonna be uh, you know coffee and push, yeah. push-ups. <laughs> I don't do <laughs> push-ups. Get fit. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, so you, yeah, I started doing high school. Yeah, when I was in high school, I started doing improv at IO. Um, See, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was based but not on in your, a, See, I did improv at my high school. Oh, yeah, no. You did improv at Improv Olympic. Yeah, I did. I wasn't like a team, like a troupe with my high school friends as well, which was fun. But You um, were? You were? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but I uh, would do it at I.O., a teacher of mine. Like, I never got into like any plays at school. Like, I always wanted to be in. I auditioned for like every play ever. Can I just interject? <laughs> I don't think this has ever come up on this podcast, what? which is a lot, because everything has. I never got into anything either. Yeah? I would audition That's for That's surprising that things. never came up. <laughs> it probably has. It probably has. No, no, I mean... It's it, been a while since yeah. I thought of it, but I think about it secretly, kind of that petty part of me all yeah. the time, because, I don't know, I, it, it, it hurt my feelings, I yeah, think. Yeah, it sucked. Especially because yeah. my school had a lot of plays that were cast by other students, and then there were people I knew, and then, like, even, like, my, like, person who became my boyfriend in casting, it was, like, all these, like, things that were, like, very personal feeling. But, like... Wait, your boyfriend was casting one? Yeah, he was my boyfriend, yeah, you? but he was about to be. And then, yeah, he didn't cast He him. negged you? Yeah. It hurt my feelings a lot. <laughs> and then we you wanted to win him over. Oh, God, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I would get into the variety show every year. We had, like, a sketch show that was, like, written by students and directed by students. And I would get into that every year. And so I think then I directed that myself. I did something like that, too, yeah. where we wrote our own little shows and we would do that. And that, that was my first taste of, like, if you write it, you can yeah, be Yeah, I know. 
It's so much better. And it's, I'll cast it. Yeah. Yeah. And then my my teacher who like knew that I wanted to do comedy was like, you should take classes at I.O. It's so cool that so, you so went cool. to school in Chicago and I, I was flew so lucky. there to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I would um, take the train every Saturday and like go do it for a whole year. And I stayed in Chicago for college because I wanted to keep doing were it. The cla- were the classes not brutal, but I mean like a lot of nut jobs take those classes Well, you know, too. I was so young that I don't think I was able to like perceive people that way. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I think I just was intimidated by everyone because they were like 23 or four, 24 or something. Oh, yeah, I was, like, cool. They're like adults, like they've yeah. been doing this a long time or like some of them would be really good at object work and I'd just be like, oh my God, like how really do they know how like to do that? like he was doing a Rubik's Yeah, cube. like that was a real oven. <laughs> um, so then, he did improv and I felt bad that I opened the scene opening cupboards that were facing oh, the audience. Oh, no. I didn't mind though. No, it's it classic gave me move. something to do. You gotta have something. Gave me something to do. Wipe down <laughs> a counter. That was a fun show. <laughs> that was a great fun show. Although we talked about this after I hadn't done improv in a long time, me, you, and George Basil did an improv show in New York. We were about to start filming the show. We were like, let's have fun and do something that's yeah. like kind of silly. Uh, not silly to put down the show. The show is important, but something no, loose. lighthearted. Lighthearted. Yeah. <clears throat> so the Magnet Theater was nice enough to put us up. And after we did it, it was so fun. But then I talked to you and George. I was surprised that you guys, more improv, you do more improv than I do. You also replay scenes over and over. I still do it. Oh, yeah. I'll of still, like where you could have gone Where with you it or could something. have gone. Yeah. So you're improvising and you do the scene and the scene is what it is and then you leave it. Yeah. And then uh, that night I was still going like, oh, when Lauren said that, I could have said this or yeah. maybe she meant this. But or- I think that's part of getting better at it is having those thoughts because for me, like I'll think of a way I could have done something better and then I'll be able to apply that later even if it's not the exact same Oh, context. I see. Like, the, without even realizing it, the more you think about that stuff, the more your brain is training to like be good at that in that moment and yeah. do, do the better thing. It's a tricky thing. It's you wouldn't want to freeze time, but like the worst thing that I can think of doing in an improv scene is you have some amazing thing where you it's a callback or something, and you're like, I believe I can help, and you're the you're the dusty <laughs> sergeant from three scenes ago, but I go. Thanks, Mr. President, or something, oh, and, right. I, and yes. I ruin it, and everyone's like, <laughs> I think that's funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, mistakes like that are fun. <laughs> I guess that is kind of the beautiful... Because everyone then knows what you were supposed to say, and they're like, how did he miss that? And that's funny, too. That's good. Well, speaking of the weed smoke, I was smoking weed smoke, and then uh, I was being very, very silly and funny and, like, singing songs. Yeah, I bet was... you're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just assumed you were uh, no, breaking my balls. No, you're fun enough when you're not. I was fun. I was being fun. Sometimes it doesn't make me fun, but it was making me fun. But then I was like, "This is so fun." Uh, but then I'm also so in the moment. I couldn't imagine doing improv that could possibly employ a callback or remembering anything. While stone. While stone. Oh, impossible. I mean, I. I think can't. people do it though. No, right? people. Some people smoke before every show. <laughs> like I, I know. <laughs> I could crazy. never do it. No, it's I know. I could never. I can't. I can't even have like a drink. Really, like I, if I, I had wine before our show, and I was kind of hesitant about it, but I really wanted to drink. But I was like, I, I had coffee. Yeah, I don't I like to even nervous. drink before. I feel like I'm not able to like fire on all cylinders. And, yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Did Did you find when you were studying it in high school? My experience in Chicago was I was like, everyone's going to be taking it super seriously. Then you get there. Did you want to do it as a job at that point? Have I you didn't made really, that decision? I wanted to be on SNL, but I didn't really know anything else that could come of doing improv. Like, that 
it was never really explained. I actually think even at that time, it was less of a thing that improv led to being on a sitcom. Like, I feel like that was more of a roundabout path you would hear that people had done. Yeah. But now it feels more like, I'll take UCB because I want to be on a sitcom. And people kind of just do right. that. But I didn't really know about a path. I just really wanted to do something that was fun. And I don't, I, yeah. I mean, it was coming from that place of just wanting to do it. Yeah. But I, I think we'll probably get less and less of that. I was thinking about that yeah. on the way in. And I was just thinking about how many people we know or at least know of. That have shows, you know, yeah. like there's this crazy amount. But then I was thinking like I wanted – I was like, oh, Gary Shandling's going to do the podcast. And I was like, oh, I cool. should rewatch some Larry Sanders or whatever. And and I was like, oh, you can just buy that on iTunes because I had it on DVD. And I was oh, like, yeah. where's that DVD? And I was like, you can just get it on iTunes. It's weird you didn't get it on iTunes. Then I just started thinking about how much content there is. So much. And there's so much need for content. It almost feels like there's a comedy bubble right now or a boom. A comedy yeah. Boom. And there's just a content boom. Well, yeah, but it feels – someone was talking about this the other day that I was talking to that it feels like it might end soon that the improv is like the way – like the obsession with improv. Not not that it will go away but that like it will calm down a little bit. Oh, has that – I don't is know. Is it still I kind think it's of probably feeling still, like it's one of the things? I think it, I think it does. A I gateway think, to fame and fortune? Yeah, but there's so much and so many people are horrible. You know what it, it, it might be get, – maybe you and I were similar – uh, but I was like, oh, I want to be on SNL. I'm going to study improv in Chicago. You wanted to be on SNL? Yeah. Yeah. And because that's what uh, Farley did. Yeah. Coming down from Madison, little farther north. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are you from? I'm from Boston. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I meant you were from saying, you. Oh, yeah. I was like, you. I, was, I didn't think you were from Wisconsin. That made no sense. <laughs> so yes, anyway. It was a little farther north. <laughs> <laughs> so he was up there. He moved to yes. Chicago. He got, an, but at that point, it was like him and like one teacher, and they yeah. met in the back of a bar or something. Yeah, and then that became the way to get on SNL. Maybe even for you and me, a little bit. You're like, oh, that seems what you yeah. do. Yeah. Now it seems like maybe you get like an incredible YouTube channel. I or something. know. Like you can really jump ahead. There are so many ways. To why would you? Hone your craft. Well, like, there's Vine, where people actually get shit from being a Vine star. Like, right. there was a kid on Dancing with the Stars who was a Vine star. And I was like, those things don't make any sense. He's not a celebrity. He, I don't know why we should watch him dance. And also, like, Vine isn't... That's not a way to produce content. Like, I only think of Vine as, like, if you are a comedian already, you can do something dumb on Vine. But you should not be, like, cre- like starting on Vine. It's six seconds. It's like even the amount of effort you know goes into the six seconds. Like you'll see some of those that are like really involved. Yeah. It's still like that's well, not a full thing. I think, you're not done. Because I – you're not done. I, I'm agreeing with you uh, partially and I think it's because we're we're like older school. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has to do with our age necessarily. No. It makes sense – maybe it does. It makes sense to me to do what we did at the Magnet. And I'm like, that's value. Yeah. But I feel like my father going like, that's shoveling a driveway. Well, right. No, you know I what mean, I mean? And they're like, I got a snowblower. Right. And it only takes six seconds. And you're like, it's not the same. You got to feel it. Feel, <laughs> feel the snow. <laughs> feel the crick in your back. Well, I think it's even true. There's a level above – us of people who have been doing it like in Chicago longer oh. who never leave or whatever where then I go oh what's the point like you know oh, so it's like even though sure. I do get the point but I'm still like I think that they would argue that we're doing it wrong by wanting a career exactly. out of it or something exactly. and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you were supposed to do it for the love yeah, of it or whatever yeah. it's and like back- well it started that way but then I got money yeah. <laughs> why would I stop and then I you know I, I'm not talking out of school he would say the same I, Mulaney told me that Colin Quinn at the cellar would always break his balls for like 
the alt scene and the way they like Mulaney just followed a guy with a puppet that smoked oh. cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> right. you know, like, so like everybody's looking at, and I think we're looking at the Vine people. There's some Vine people that I really like. There are funny people. I'm not there. just saying that in defense of Vine, but no, I actually I do s- look at Vine and enjoy sure. some things. But I still get mad for some yeah. reason. I think the random fame that comes from it, where you're just like giving someone a show because they could do vines. Like, I'm just like, that doesn't well, that, really add up for me. That re- That's the desperation of, like, seeing somebody that does something that's just kind of uh, very novel or exciting. Yeah. And then they get some sort of crazy deal out of right. it. Right. And it doesn't matter where that comes from. We all just kind of... We want everyone to be like a, a swashbuckling pirate, I like know. swapping decks. And it's like, true. And being, we want people to be excellent. Well, like when you get a show from a Twitter or something, you're kind of like, that's, right. that's not really a thing. Like, I can't, yeah. Like, uh, I also, like, sure, give me one. Like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. But, like, I, I, it's hard to look at that and be like, okay, so you can just do anything now and you can be something. Like, yeah. I would like to create something that's actually a full, like an interesting full idea, right. but I guess it's not necessary. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, there's all different sizes of fires. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And you, if you want to make like a movie or something, maybe that's your big bonfire. Yeah. And then a vine is just like a sparkler in the corner, and <laughs> yeah. it's certainly in the fire category. Yeah. But it's like, a little less exciting. And then, but then there's also this part of like, why do people get so upset at museums, right? Especially modern art museums. Yeah. And you look at something, yeah. and you're like, it's a telephone under. I a could pedestal. do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like. It, it threatens what we uh, perceive as art. So when someone's really, really funny on Vine, and it was just them in their bathroom, and they just kind of cl- – now it sounds like they're naked, but they're just talking <laughs> in the mirror or something. But it clicks into <laughs> – they. you find some sort of X factor where it's like amazing. No, and there is something And the timing was nuanced and, and great. But it also makes me go like, here I am – Working so hard on, like, you know, to make it a metaphor, like, I'm sculpting this marble statue, and I'm like, this guy just lit his sparkler on fire, right. and that was just as good, or maybe it threatens me, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it does threaten me, I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know. Because what are we doing? Well, I mean, and there, well, if you, <laughs> I mean, I give up. <laughs> no, but like, if you were a kid right now, you'd probably be using that because sure. it's right there. And I would make a video at home because I, I never had a way to make a video. Yeah. I would have, I didn't have a camera. Can you imagine the dads <sighs> of the kids that have like a million Vine followers no, and just how so hard weird. it is to understand? I wouldn't be able to comprehend that at all. <laughs> he's like, Fritos gave me $30,000 <laughs> to mention them. And he's just like. <laughs> That's kind of infuriating. It's infuri- I mean, I don't know. I have. When I go, I, had, I post vines and I do like a really dumb this thing. This whole thing vine. was just to plug your vine. Oh, by the way, my mind is learning that, yes. Um, but I, no, I actually hate vine. I rarely go on there, but I do post these like dumb impressions. Like I'll do, uh, like specifically, like purposely bad impressions. Sure. And people don't get it at all on Vine. <laughs> they hate it. What? I mean, like, they're really right. But I go on there, and it's, like, it's all these, like, 12-year-olds calling me, like, a cunt. Like, it's, like, mm. these, like, kids who have a phone. We're going to have to make like, a new And they're, like, you dumb word. bitch. No, it's really, like, they're, they they hate it. They yeah. think I'm an idiot who doesn't yeah. get what I'm even doing. Right. And they're children who right. have access to this. And I'm, like, you shouldn't even have a phone. Like, right. I hate you. Right. But it's not just the phone. It's, like, kids get a – now this is just Andy Rooney. But kids, <laughs> kids have a phone. And then they also have access. Access to kind of like it used to be like you earned the right to call someone an asshole. Like you had to have yeah. a certain girth you can't call or me that. wisdom or age to you. And I literally just can speak as a man. Like you had to be like big enough to not just seem like a scrappy peewee that you'll face. get punched in the face. Yeah. So when my dad, who's still a giant to me, even though I'm taller than him, he's just so much bigger than I am, even though I'm way bigger than he yeah. is because he's my dad. Yeah. When I would see him very rarely lose his temper and call someone an asshole, you're like, that's a man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because like he would deal with the consequences. I like the idea of you thinking your dad is bigger than you, even though he's not. I, I was thinking today that I think all college kids are older than me. I don't know. Because like, they're in college or something. Like it's like oh. just the idea that I like used to like, I grew up in Evanston where their Northwestern was right there. So I yeah. would see college kids and always think of them as old. Yep. That I kind of can't erase that. I still get so intimidated sometimes uh, performing at colleges. Yeah. And if they're in a fraternity, yeah. I'm like, I just see that as like this endurance challenge that I could never do. No. Where it's like they're always socializing and partying, and I'm just like, you guys are terrifying, yeah. like blue demons to me. Yeah, just like the, and then, my college's mascot, blue demons. It's DePaul. not the blue demons. Yes, that's a weird. I know, but I the, I was weird. <laughs> Why did I say blue demon? I don't know. It was so specific to me that I just felt like I had to comment on it. <laughs> Let's just uh, appreciate the mind meld, man. The mind meld. I just park. I've never parked in. I parked in spot twenty nine uh-huh. or twenty six. I always park in spot twenty three. You always park in the same spot. It's a, it's usually available, and twenty three is the closest to where you can step up. Okay, and to get in the back. So I, it's not. It, I also like this twenty. I guess yeah, I like that. Michael it's Jordan. It's kind of like a cool number. Yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. <laughs> no, so I parked in there, and uh, but today there were these boards up, so I parked in twenty six, and uh, and then I got out, and I was like, that's weird. I never park in twenty six. I've been coming here for many years. Always park back there. I didn't park in twenty three. I parked in twenty six. Go up to the machine. Type in twenty six. It's got two hours on it. That's great. That's great. That is great. That's not exactly Blue Demon's great, but no, it's No, but it's when- nice when something works out in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> you just say it the most plainly. Yeah, something nice worked out. It's nice that a out. cool coincidence happened to you and you didn't have to pay $2. <laughs> are, you, are you the kind of person that clings to little... I do like little things like that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, th- I get excited about stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I, this is not the same, but this is something that has been happening. Tell me a story of a psychic. Uh, oh, you want to hear about psychics? Yeah. Do you, are you, do you in- have one? Yes. Are, wait, you're into this right now, aren't you? <laughs> no. You I- said mystics. What's that? Mystics just means. Healer. No, people. Well, yeah. Maybe, uh, healer might be not that kind of mystic. Mystic just meaning mystically inclined, meaning spiritually inclined. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I recently did. Uh- <laughs> you just really rolled your eyes. <laughs> I saw you straight up roll your eyes like a silent film. <laughs> like, how are we going to know how Lauren feels about that? Uh, well, yeah, that's I recently, why you say mystic. Yes, you should say mystic. <laughs> uh, it, it meant nothing to me, so I went with it. But um, I recently did like a mini, like a podcast mini series where I visited different psychics and had different experiences with them, like different types. What? Yes. On and special guest Lauren Lapkus. It was a separate thing for Earwolf's uh, app called Howl. They have like Earwolf mini series. <laughs> yeah. Get the mini series <laughs> into Earwolf. Oh my god. <laughs> Scott, I'll come and get the earwolf. <laughs> I like this little guy. I can't help it. <laughs> he seems like he's this big. Yeah, he's yeah, very he's tiny. tiny. I was picturing him tiny too, like a tiny militant <laughs> German like guy. guy. Get the earwolf. <laughs> oh no. He's so full of rage. <laughs> It's the miniseries. Okay, I'm so sorry. I liked it. Yeah, so um, you did that. So yeah, so it started because my dad had an experience with a psychic when I was little. Um, and I always like remembered the story because so many of the things from it came true. He had spoken to a... His friend had a uh, used a psychic, one of those phone psychics where they'd call... Call me now! <laughs> yes. No. But it was like, she didn't have a commercial. She was just like a known person. Like a lot of celebrities would call her. Oh, okay. And like he got in with her or whatever and he'd pay her every week. Where was she? In Texas. 
And they would have these phone calls every week, and he'd be like, have to leave work or whatever to go talk to her. And my dad would just be like, okay. And he came back and would <laughs> tell him, like, tell him whatever she said. And she started talking about my dad to him. And so, wait, what? Like, she started talking to the guy who would call her about my dad. Oh. Like, this guy you work with, this, this, and this will happen oh. to him. All these things. And so, a freebie. I know, kind of nice. <laughs> so, like, he got all this information of all these things that were going to happen in his life. And then they kind of started. He and I think he had even asked the guy to ask a question about me because I was I have was born with a heart murmur, and so he was kind of worried about this kind of thing. And so he asked about me, and the guy was like, "She'll be fine." But then he talked about a couple other things that had would happen, and they all came true. What were they? So like <laughs> they were like the, um, uh, it was about a building that he would make. He's an architect. It was like the, she explained this like really crazy building that he never was not a style that he would ever do and then he ended up doing that like years later mm. and it was uh, then she, that he would develop a city which he did and like all like a lot of like specific things about his work and then something about my brother um, having like an illness in his stomach which my brother has Crohn's disease so that would all happened and it was like very uh, like things that all just seemed like random but then all came true over the course of time and then he would never tell me the rest of it because he was like I want to see what happens if it comes true but oh, he was keeping it in so I always like envelope. yeah I always was so curious about that and I really believed in psychics so much my whole life and like ghosts and all that kind of stuff I love that kind of stuff but then so this project was a way to kind of see how I, I'd never been to a psychic because I was so scared because his experience was so real that I was like I don't want to know what they're going to tell me because yeah. I feel like it'll mess up my plan or something yeah 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 and so I went, and it was I went to a tea leaf reader and um, uh, like a, a energy a healer. Bean. Yeah, she just looked at <laughs> packets look? of tea, yeah. read the read the names. It was she said horrible. I was going to meet Earl Grey, <laughs> and it was going to be a sleepy time. Was, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I went to a what was the other one? A tarot card reader. Tarot. And tarot, yeah, <laughs> you have to give an accent. Um, but it was so it was the one, uh, the first one was like an energy healer. I mean, you can listen to this series if you want to hear actual snippets of how it went. Listen. And like my reactions in the moment in What's real it time. Called? It's called Psychic Show, but P S H O W. He <laughs> get it. <laughs> and what happened? Well, I um, energy I had an, healer. I had an amazing time with the energy healer. Um, that's actually an, I, th- I think my favorite episode because it was so emotional for me i was mm. like sobbing it was great really and then i left being like i'm buzzing like i was like she did stuff like i couldn't like i, was, like, <laughs> I felt insane she did something <laughs> I, I felt like i had like buzzing energy through my entire body after she did this thing at the end where i was like she's like you're walking through time like you know like some kind of thing like that or whatever no. and it was like i could feel it all over it was insane it was amazing she she was my favorite um, what's her name her name is Justine Kenzer. Psychicgirl.com. There you go. Psychicgirl.com. Uh, she is she was cool. And then uh, the um tarot well, cards That wasn't really psychic. It was just kind of like I'm gonna make you feel like you look well, the nine volt battery. Well, that was at the end. The psychic stuff, she did say a lot of things about my life and like my but it's a lot about like past lives and also like the people in my life and what they're what my relationships are like and why and oh this person has a problem with you for this reason and they all seemed really accurate like it was mm. it was just she just was pretty spot on mm. um, and the other ones tarot card and tea leaf I really saw them more as like for fun like I I but but ultimately. I was left being like, I never want to do another. I never want to go to another one of these ever again. Why? It was like I was like I, I know that feeling, I was but like I'm just wondering. Filled what up with it, like I'm like I get yeah, it now, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know what it is. And I'm little not, goes a long way. Yeah, I'm like I'm not afraid of it anymore. I I don't even know what I believe. Yeah, I don't know where I stand. But you didn't have any sort of like 
blue blue devil moment. No, no, blue there was demon. nothing like insane that happened. I mean, I also recently stopped believing in ghosts. Stopped. Yeah. The fun is over. I don't know why. You know what I want to do now? What? Oh my god. What? Twenty minutes. I'm gonna lock you in some weird no! Vermont middle of the day. Middle of the day, and I'm gonna go as I close the weird white door that's been painted so many times it's a little bit thicker yes. than it used to be. I'm gonna lock it and, and then I'm gonna whisper a child. <laughs> and then like what happened? <laughs> a child <laughs> found his own hand under the pillow or something. And then you're gonna believe in ghosts uh, again. I you would, seem like it'd be so easy to I, get to I, believe I'm in sure ghosts. I'm sure that you're right. I like I I've spent so many years being terrified and like <laughs> So what happened? Go well I'm like I would go to like those like even those things where they just jump out and scare you like for Halloween. Oh yeah, I don't I care hate for those. that. You know what I yell? Hmm. You can't touch me. <laughs> they can't. It helps. They can? They cannot. They cannot. No, and you're that right. that really helps. They're like we know the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or you know what I'll say that keeps me out of it too because I scare so easily yeah. as well. I'll just go like, excellent, excellent <laughs> job, very frightening. I would just be like crying and wanting to leave. I hate really? it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and like, why am I is... paying money to be so uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't scary stuff is scary. No, but I don't know. The ghost thing just kind of abruptly stopped. Like a couple months ago, I was like, I don't think I believe in this anymore. I don't think I believe that's real. I watched like Long Island Medium. I watched all these shows, and I was like. I don't know, man. I don't think that's real. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, I've had friends who were like that, and I always was like, you're boring. Like, have fun. And then I just realized it doesn't matter, and I don't think it's real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's real. Certainly the potential, like, where they filmed the movie The Longest Yard, Uh it's that prison movie, Yeah, is a prison where there was a riot, right? And the prisoners literally got out and, like, locked up the guards and, like, murdered the guards. That's pretty cool. Is that what the movie's about? That is not what the uh, Adam Sandler movie is about. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) Get in the cell! (laughs) Okay, okay, conditioner is better. You can throw them in the cell. Uh, (laughs) No, all these guards were murdered. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's like one of the most haunted places on earth. I've told the story on the podcast before. It's not even my story. I think it was Nick Swartzen's story. Mm. So anyway, they told uh, – does that sound familiar? I, I thought you were nodding. There's someone who knows old Sandler. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they uh, – there was one huge skeptic in the crew and they were like everyone pooled money. And it got up to like, I don't know, oh, 3000 no. bucks to spend one. One night in the jail in a cell that's closed. Oh, God. And they gave him $3,000, and he did it. Big skeptic, doesn't believe in anything. And the next day, I think this is the best punchline you can get. Okay. I wish I could say, like, you know, he was dead or something like that. That would be better, I suppose, for the story. But the punchline is he wouldn't talk about it. He was so frightened that he wouldn't talk about it. (laughs) Oh, no. That's actually, like, too It's That's too what? legit too good. It's too good. That makes me uncomfortable. Like a skeptic coming out and being like, I certainly felt something. Right. Or like it was weird. I wouldn't do it again. He like He could never speak talk of it again. He never spoke of it I, again. That does make me scared. <laughs> I feel like you're seeing a ghost behind me. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I don't know where I'm, I am on ghosts uh, myself. I really yeah. don't. I, you know, I sure love talking about these things and thinking yeah. about these. I don't know where I am with psychics. I do think that there are people that have uh, more... Intuition. I do. I think there's something to that. Like I, I felt that the healer woman was so psychicgirl.com. Yes, <laughs> so many plugs. <laughs> I felt like she was really um, in tune with me right away. Mm. And I mean, I, that can mean so many things. But like, I, I felt like she was able to read me. Yeah. 
And like even just to get my emotions on something like maybe that I'm sure that for every type of person like that, they're following something you're putting out a little yeah, bit like yeah. to guide them. Yeah. I'm sure that I was fidgeting or this for or that sure. when I ask about this, I'm obviously nervous or whatever. Like the, the best one that I had and I, I told this every time it comes up is, is uh, over the phone. I had a psychic uh, guess. They asked about my girlfriend using a pet name. That we, only we use. Oh, wow. Other. So that was a weird That's one. pretty good. And then recently, so uh, David Nickturn, who's going to be out maybe by the time this is out. So da- David Nickturn was one of the guys at the retreats. He's a, a Buddhist teacher, like uh-huh. a meditation teacher. And the first time I met him, we ended up talking for three hours. It was crazy. And it, it felt like 15 minutes. I swear to God, it went yeah. by one of the most effortless conversations of my life. And he was just like such a chill guy. His pupils are really big. <laughs> he wow. Just looks like kind of like he's tripping or something. Yeah. But I saw him so many times and he, he's, he's not tripping. He's in his. <laughs> 60s. Anyway, so we sat really down and he asked what I <laughs> what the pupil thing? I mean, I'm saying that he's in his 60s doesn't mean That's true. Yeah, yeah. People have fun. <laughs> I mean, no. No. After I took he mushrooms the first time, I was like, I got to give these to my mom. And then I was like, she's in her 70s. So you do I wonder if it would be weird when you're old to do shit like that. I feel like uh, it's going to start naturally happening anyway. Yeah. Like your brain just goes like, I give yeah. up. Unconstructed reality. That is scary to do it at an age where you're closer to like the risks of like dementia or things like that. Yeah, you don't want to tapping into like. It's really more my fear that uh, what if I gave him my mom mushrooms and she had like a great time, but she like never came back or whatever. And I was just like, it's more selfish. Yeah, you're right. Yikes! I would like to give her some weed though. I think that's good. I'd love to. uh, She likes cosmopolitans, and I have this weed drink that's like a a lemonade flavored drink. Oh, Put, put that in there and. Doser. Do you drink that often? Like weed? Drink alcohol? I mean, no, I mean like weed drinks. I like weed drinks. I've never had that. They're great. Goes through you faster. Yeah. Meaning oh, you don't. You pee pee it out. And then yeah, you, can... <laughs> you pee pee it out. I feel pretty uh, still kind of stony stone. We went and yeah. got a Christmas tree last night. Oh, nice for you. And we smoked a beer. <laughs> <laughs> what, a good, what a good little relationship you have. That's nice. I it like was great. It. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then we. Tr- when I say we trim the tree, what does that mean to you? You put things on it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I said that, and she was like, "We're not trimming it; we're decorating." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's what that <laughs> means. You're adding the trimmings." <laughs> Woo! We there you go. Where were we? We were talking psychics. That ghosts. guy, the Buddhist guy. Oh, anyway, so we sit down. I've told this story. So I'm at this retreat. Bunch of hippie dips. Yeah. Everybody's looking for meaning and everything, or at least I think they are. Yeah. And then I meet David Nickturn. I tell him I'm a comedian. The first question you get when you're a comedian typically is, uh, is that how you make your living? Because mm-hmm, people don't just right. want to say, are you really a comedian? Right. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and you go, and I like to say, yes, I'm a real comedian. Yeah. And then his third question was, and he, this is a very zen, chill, meditative dude. Yeah. He goes, what's going on with HBO? That was his third question. Oh, oh, no. Thank you. That's You've been good. the only person that gives a shit. That's crazy. You're the only person that's given how could one he, shit. How could he do Valerie that? Valerie was there and didn't she give didn't as much care? of a shit. She didn't care? Do you think she like, thought maybe he knew something she about th- it? I, I wish you were here, but she was like, I thought he said something. I swear. She didn't even hear it right or something? Maybe. I was looking right at this guy yeah. and was very transfixed, and he said, are you a comedian? What? Are you a real comedian? What's going on with HBO? Wow. And, I, and, I, and we had just done the show for HBO. We had crazy. just wrapped it. And I was like, that's nuts. No, that's pretty good. And I made a really big deal out of it. A couple minutes later, he goes, you're writing a book? 
And I said, yeah, I'm writing a book. He, so he was like, what the fuck? Kind of I want to meet him. Yeah, he did the podcast. It must, oh, I'll listen to that. It must be weird. picking fruit from my brain. But how would it feel to have that ability that you can kind of know what's going on with people pretty much? Like, it's not like he's doing that much. I mean, maybe he knows more personal things too, but it felt like they're kind of surface level things. But well, to still have that intuition is weird. I. But then I've also dabbled, not, not talking about power. This guy had the confidence and we felt very comfortable to like, wager some guesses. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And then, you know, he did ask if I had a sister and I don't have a yeah. sister. You know what I mean? So he wasn't like a psychic. Yeah, but like HBO is very specific. He doesn't claim to be a psychic. He wasn't like, I'm going to read your mind. He just was asking these questions as they were coming to him or whatever. Yeah. And then I think I've talked about this before. There are times when I like to guess things about other people. Yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. Because it's so boring. Yeah. Life, life is so boring. Just waiting for everyone <laughs> to tell you everything. Fuck <laughs> off. I'll guess about you. Well, I've, I've said this many times, but that was that was a good way to get to know people, whether it was on a date or whatever. Yeah. Instead of asking them their, about their parents, you guess first. Yeah. And then you get to be like, it's more exciting because you're like, oh, this is where you were wrong. And it's weird that you knew my dad was a carpenter. Yeah, or like, or or why would you guess that about me? Like, you'd be offended by that. It's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. One time I was at the improv and I, I hit a streak of like five guesses in a row with this girl. Yeah. I think she still remembers me. Yeah, I'm like, sure. It was like the It must cre- have been really weird. It was the creepiest thing ever. Imagine if I was like, you have three brothers and they're all older. Oh, God. <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> and I wasn't Googling it. Anyway, how no, did we get No, I trust there? you. Ghosts. And you were afraid of ghosts. Yeah, always. Well, why? I don't know. I always felt like, ugh. Like, yeah, I, I could be laying in bed reason. and just be like, there's a ghost. Like, I just yeah. would get so nervous. Ooh, or like, I, ever... I stayed at a haunted hotel one time. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like a gag I mean, one or no, a real no, one? No, no. It was like... This hotel that my my improv team was staying in in Dallas, and it was like the, the scariest part and, yeah. was the improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's real bad, uh, terrifying. But it's my like, friend who doesn't believe in ghosts on the team had looked up everything about this hotel, and he saw that it was haunted, and he like loved it. So oh, it wasn't advertised as a no, no, no. It was where like, were you? Uh, Dallas, but I don't know what the oh, you weren't. The... There's one in Austin. Oh, okay, it was um, really scary though. Like I was in my room, like kind of just being like, yeah, it's kind of like badly decorated in an old style, yeah, you know, yeah some yeah. old place. It just felt like creepy and weird, and like sure. any what like, had happened. Uh, I don't know. Some woman died yeah. in a room. I don't know why. It's always a woman. <sighs> Fucking women. They can't say goodbye. <laughs> Guys die and they're like, peace. I, I don't know if I'm making this up completely because I feel like maybe I am. But I felt like it was something where she was like left at the altar and committed suicide. But that also That's seems really too classic that maybe I made that up. Ghosts get to kind of have an eternal life that we see. That That's the spiritual selfish part of it. It's like yeah. if you see a ghost, it's proof of something more. So like Kumail kind of has a bit about that. We've talked about that where it's proof. It's it's you go like I saw a woman from the 1600s yeah. and it looked like she was uh, spreading butter or whatever and she thinks she's alive. So it's like this kind of selfish reason you want it to be real. Because you want to be able to know that that will happen to you. Right. You'll have, exactly. Yeah. But if yeah. you want to guarantee it will happen to you, get jilted, then kill yourself yeah. in a hotel. <laughs> You'll Boom. never be able to go to the other side. Eternal life. I know. Well, we, we've talked about lots of ghost stuff. We don't have to necessarily put that <laughs> back out there. <laughs> isn't it weird? That the You know what you're saying when you're in a hotel, and I've been in a hotel that's supposedly haunted. Yeah. And I've kept myself up with my thoughts. And I really brought a, a dark room to a standstill. You know what I mean? Like you really, yeah. It, time stops and you're there. Yeah. And the night, instead of seeming like this thing that we just close our eyes and blur into sleep, it's like 
oh my god, this is eight hours. This is crazy. Yeah. And, the, and the air is still, and everything's freaking you out. It's it's kind of what I was saying when I'm like, we don't want to put this out there. It's weird that there are like words and things and, and psychic healers and stuff. Supernatural aside, you can change your own state and the state of others just with words and kind of like feelings yeah. and stuff. What's like you're saying just the, the idea of making someone scared by that or like yeah, like how like or just how anything. quickly could I scare you by yeah. calling you? Tonight and being like, if I had some sort of touchstone, like the kid with the hand right, under his right. pillow, if that terrified you and then I called you <laughs> and then right before bed, that would really change your thing. And it was yeah. just a thought that I put into your mind. That's, and that's just true that's, about everything, though. Like, not without being scared, but like right. that I could ruin your day right now by saying something horrible. But I used to think it was so <laughs> stupid. Exactly. You could say, Pete, I love the pilot. You're so fat, though. <laughs> like, and I would go like, ah! you know what I mean? But oh, I used to think it was sad. so stupid to say, like, have a good weekend or whatever. Yeah. And I've kind of gone back on that where I'm like, no. Like, Try to put a good vibe. Put a good vibe on yeah. everybody. It's so stupid. Uh, Jesselnik has that bit about thoughts and prayers and how that means nothing. And I know he's just making a joke. I'm not even trying yeah. to like, counterpoint that. I'm like, I like it when people say sending you good vibes. Right. People send me good vibes all the time. And guess what? Nothing supernatural. I read in my email. I'm sending you good vibes. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. No, it's nice. It's nice that people care about you. Uh, I had a tweet the other day about how everyone's just like everything because who cares? It's nothing. And it feels good <laughs> to get a like. Like, just like it. Oh, Like on Twitter. Like, give Josh, me a heart, man. Josh Gondelman, is, he just did the podcast, is the saint of liking things yeah? on Twitter. He'll, it's he completely likes meaningless. It's meaningless. It brightens up the day. I, I, I never care what anyone else has liked. I don't go to look at your likes. Who's looking at your likes? It doesn't matter. If Make I, with the likes. Like, we want them. It feels good when I get little hearts. And it feels good to heart something. <laughs> I like to see the little heart pop up, and I like to receive a little heart. Lore lap. I'll go ahead and like my own Facebook post. <laughs> I'm about to like my own Facebook post just to see a heart. Damn. It's, it's, we're so stingy for this, this currency that's not I, anything. I think about that all the time. Val and I talk about this all the time. It's like, what are we after, right? Yeah. Somebody just texted me. Somebody from my past just texted me, and they were telling me about something performative that they did that went well. And then you have this flare-up of two things. One is like... This is the gross part of us. We go like, what do you want? You, like, I give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. across the country doing something at a coffee shop. Who fucking cares, yeah. right? And you you feel that. Like, you feel imposed upon. And sometimes I'll feel like people are, like, clinging to you. And I don't mean in any sort of show-busy way. I just mean, like, in an interpersonal yeah. way. It's like, why do you need me to validate your life? But then I go around asking people to validate my life. Is it the whole day? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and then there have been a few times in my life, one of them happened on this podcast, and I've mentioned this many times because it was so impactful for me. Richard Rohr, who's this Franciscan friar, he's a mystic. Whoa. Ooh. Franciscan friar. He's a Franciscan friar. So much is happening. I know. <laughs> and we were talking about uh, concepts, and he just said to me, like, good, good, like a dog. He was like, you get it. Good job. Yeah. And it felt so good. Yeah. There's a guy not stingy with the likes. No. So similarly, just before this podcast, I wrote the guy back. I was like, way to go. You can't it fake talent. It feels good. Tell him what you'd li- like, but mean it. Yes. But give them what you're chasing. Right. It's a better world when we let everyone merge. No, it's really true. I, I have a group of girlfriends, my improv team, Wild Horses, that I feel like we're very Good supportive name. of each other. Thank you. Good I made it up. Name. Give me the credit. Credit. Um, but Good thank job, you. Thank you. I thought it was good. <laughs> it's really good. I thought it was. It's very it's good. It's simple, but it's also effective. It's I don't simple. know. It's simple. 
and it's all women? Yes. Way to not like go towards like seven bitches. I would never. You went wild uh, horses. Yes. Free, free. Free! But anyways, I feel that we're very supportive of each other, and it's so nice. Like, we're on a group chain. If someone books a role, we're like, that's so great. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, it feels nice to be like that. And I, I, I don't – I think as I get older, too, or maybe I just get more attached to the idea of, like, being excited for people, I care less when someone has something that I don't have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have that bitterness – of like, she's not getting that. Why'd she get that? Or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. this doesn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. It feels like shit. Give you up ma- the likes. It makes yourself feel bad, you know? Yeah. It's only hurting yourself. You're not putting, you know? And I can't make this point enough. It'll it'll be on one of the Friday podcasts lately. We were even talking about that in terms of yourself. Yeah. So as a meditating kind of mystical leaning person, I'm always trying to turn down my ego or whatever. I'm always trying to get my pesky little ego out of the way. Yeah. And you'll hear it on, on the uh, Ragu episode with Duncan that's coming out. Duncan taught, he was like, no, you have to give your ego what it wants too. Like tell the part of yourself oh. that's a performer and be like, I see you. I get that you're trying to protect me and that you love me and you're, you've, Ooh, you you saved good. me when I was a kid from my parents and from all the scary adults. You like wrapped your arms around me and picked me up oh. when I was a child and you loved me and you made a personality and you gave oh. me talent oh my and God. skill. I feel like crying. Right? I really. And so I do it to myself now. That's so nice. And he says he'll picture his ego like I picture it like Harry and the Hendersons and he'll picture giving it an award. And just telling it, like, thank oh you, God, great beautiful. job. Isn't it? When is love not the answer? <laughs> I, this is, this makes me think of, um, I hit when I, I, my best friend was living in New Mexico and I went and stayed with, with her at our, at her friend's house who was out of town. And the woman had a shrine to her child, herself as a child. Oh my God. And That's I thought sweet. that was very sweet. And then I had a thought the other day where I was picturing myself. As a child in my own back seat, and then I was like, "Oh, like I'm this person." I feel like I could cry, but yeah. it was like so weird to see to think about like who you are and like what you've done. Yeah, I, I don't want to cry anymore. <laughs> but loving, but that like just being like, "Oh, like that's still me," and like yeah. I didn't know anything of that would happen to me, and I yeah. didn't know how it would go, and like yeah. we're doing it, and it's fun. There's like an older version of me that's watching this. That's gonna oh be like this. It's like it's, but it's real. Well, that's that's an old DP Chubb, Steve Park Chopra thing. Is he goes like. Uh, when you talk about you, which you is like baby you? Oh, he's like I don't toddler know that. you, old you, dying you, happy you, sad, like all these different yous. Yeah. And honoring them instead of being like, when I go home to see my family, for example, I got this from DGP, my, my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn. I love book, that you say his full name. His book is available now as the Wonder. full thing. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's the whole sentence. That's the whole thing. DGP, (laughs) Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now. Um, He he taught me, like, when I go home, there's a lot of things we could talk about parents. But as I get older and more independent, um, and so you don't – like, you have this relationship with your parents when you're young. You need them. Mm -hmm. That kind of really gives us nice, albeit temporary, backbone to your parents. You're just like, this is great. Like you know I need everything. You, you know me. Yeah. You support me. You love me. I need that. And yeah. Then, and then you kind of go out and you start building this life around you. Mm-hmm. And then you need them less. Uh, meaning, need them, not love them less. But you might need them less yeah. as an adult as you did when you were ten. Yeah. Certainly less than you were ten. So when I go home, the thing that DGP said is like it's like visiting the factory. I love my life. I love who I am. Wow. And I love going and seeing my 
parents. And even if they're kooky and they're like, I really not got my long johns in the dryer and I need them. And I'm just I like, I hope that's accurate. That's very accurate. <laughs> and if my mom is whatever, doing the things my mom does or my brother, whoever it is, one good way to love them is to be like, this This is, you know, it, it starts with self-love. And then you're like, this is, if you like your life, anything about it, it has a lot to do with these people that made sure you didn't die yeah. when you were a baby. Yeah, well, I also think it goes the other way, too. Like, I had a conversation with my mom recently where she was like, I'm sorry that I was like this and that made you like this or whatever, that kind of thing. And I was like, I don't think you can make that. Yeah. I don't think you can make that statement because you did this for me and you made me who I was to a point. And then I was, like you said, in the world having all these other things happen and different people that I'm interacting with, which shape me more. Right. And then I shape myself. And so if I have a grain of some personality trait of yours that you don't like, it's not because you were like that. It's like that's maybe a part of something, but it's uh, so much shit has happened in my life. But Yes. But that also protecting somebody from discomfort or pain or some sort of quirk isn't the answer. Right, yeah. And we all know this for ourselves. We all love the grit in ourselves. Yeah. We're just like, that time I got a flat tire on the way to Irvine, I had to figure that out. Yeah. And we're proud of those things. But then like, and sometimes I do this with Valerie, I'm just like, I'm sending a chopper, you know what I mean? And I love <laughs> helping her and supporting her. But we're always growing. Yeah. Even when we're children, we're growing in a big way, but we still have to keep touching the stove as we're older. Yeah. It's good. Nowadays, it's like... I like one too many drinks at a party, and I made some like <laughs> homophobic joke or something, yeah, like something like, terrible. And I was like, me? "Oh, I guess I still have some growing." Yeah. To do. <laughs> yes. I don't tell homophobic jokes. Uh, <laughs> I guess you did I guess once because that came out really easily. Oh my god! And so did Blue Demons. And if we take Blue Demons, we gotta take homophobic jokes. All right, uh, we do an ad in the middle. I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just kidding. I was like, MailChimp. <laughs> MailChimp is the fastest way to mail chimps. Wait, MailChimp was cereal. Yeah. What was it? MailChimp. Mail, yeah, um, MailChimp. Yeah, that's right. I hear it so many times. Cereal was the most frustrating thing I've ever I know, ever and they just have life. the second season coming now. Season. I don't know if you here to that. waste your time I know. In an with an unsolved way, mystery. Get the fuck don't out of my waste face. my time. To quote Seinfeld: If I needed something never ending and with no resolution, I already have my life. I like that. He says it about shows that say "to be continued." Oh yeah, serial is. You know, it was great, and I don't have to. Ev- was, everyone's going to listen to it. People it, love it, and I listened to it, and I liked it. But then at the end, I was so upset. Come on, come on! I also wasn't that into every episode of it. I wasn't like oh, on the edge were, of my seat all were, the time. Remember on Breaking Bad, they had the one episode nope, about. Nope, I never mm, seen it. <laughs> about the fly, <laughs> they they were running out of money, so they had to do one episode that was just inside of the lab. It Wait, doesn't matter. That seems so weird. And he's they literally are running out of money, so they had to make a cheap episode. I think that's what happened. Oh. I think, you know, it probably wasn't like, it didn't sneak up on them. They were right. probably like, well, we really want to do this episode that's on a <laughs> aircraft carrier. Yeah. So we need a simple one to uh, balance it out. I don't know if that's true. That's what I've been told. Yeah. But um, what was I saying? The dog distracted me. <laughs> the ep- oh, cereal, the, the, cereal, the, the, cereal, the, cereal, Not cereal, every episode cereal. is great. And they spread some out. Yeah. And everyone, there'd be one where it was big. But I, that show is just like, you can't prove anything.com. No, yeah. You can't prove no. anything. No. 15 years ago, you can't prove anything. I mean, who it do you think makes, did it? <laughs> I don't, I think it was a suicide. I'm the only one. She <laughs> no, killed herself, no, put herself no, in a car or whatever, however, buried herself. It's park. just like, yeah. we're looking for meaning. It goes back to art. What is art? And then it's like, what is truth? Like, what is justice? Like, what is who? Like, did you watch the staircase? Oh no, I really want to see that. 
I watched the Jinx and I loved oh, that. And everyone said Staircase is like Jinx 2.0 or something. I think the Jinx is uh, Staircase 2.0. Okay, That's okay. me personally. I okay. think the Jinx is better. It's shorter. Jinx was the shit. The Jinx was the With shit. With the best resolution. It's like, the best resolution like, of That guy anything. must have been like yeah. so happy when that yeah, was yeah, being, yeah, when yeah. he was making yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Alec, fucking, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to bleep. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. No, no, no. We'll I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. But it, what, yeah. what an amazing ending. An amazing oh my god, ending. yeah. But the, then uh, I just assume everyone's seen it. What a I was. Uh, I felt that very way. Very LA. And I've never seen Breaking Bad. And I'm like, everyone's watched the Jinx. <laughs> well, I ruined that. There's a fly episode. Nah, but uh, that's gonna mess me up. You know, we want to think about our day. Sometimes when I lay down to bed, I try and remember what I did that day. Mm-hmm. It's actually a technique for remembering your dreams. If you want to remember your dreams, try and remember your day. It kind of gets you in that mode. Mm. Uh, it never works because I can never remember what I did that day. <laughs> so then what, how does that feel? It feels kind of cold and lonely and, and spacious. You know it's what I mean? It's so sad to not remember what you just did today. Right, right, right. But I'm like that too where I'm like, I don't know. Someone's like, how's your weekend? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know what happened. I like to think we're living in the moment. Thank you. That's, it, that is better. It is better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, sometimes I try and remember. And then when you're trying to be like, well, so it feels cozy and good, like a English countryside cabin where all your pens are organized just <laughs> so and leather-bound books and a, and a mediocre fire burning mm-hmm. just enough. And that's what it feels like when we know where everything is and we know how everything's happening. And then when we're just like, I don't know, we called her from a Best Buy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was a payphone. And then we talked to this idiot. A payphone, but it was on the other side of the road. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, our brains are literally constructing yeah, reality, no. and then you interview fifteen people. Like, take my HBO story. Valerie was like, he didn't say that. I was like, yeah, yes, I did. right. What you the could fuck just be proceeding differently, and also those details from lonely. so long ago. I can't tell you where anything was at a Best Buy yeah. that I went to when I was in high school. Who you saw in the hallway no, right. on a Friday in high school? There's no way to ever know that. But they, the justice, sorry. Why can't they do DNA shit though? What happened with that? I don't remember that part of it. I, I think Adnan just doesn't have DNA, <laughs> <laughs> so they can't get a swab. Yeah, they can't get a swab. He won't open his mouth. But justice is a weird thing, anyway, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I recently was like I was somewhere where there were uh, mushrooms right mm-hmm. and then I was like I, could I take these mushrooms and Duncan was there and he was like it's a five year mandatory minimum so you go to jail for five years right so of course I didn't take wait where were you that there was that wait I guess that law exists right or is that wait what do you mean oh it's just an American law oh okay if I guess I have, just don't know <laughs> if you have a psychedelic drug I'm pretty sure it's LSD but I don't know if it applies yeah. to mushrooms as well but it's a five-year mandatory minimum that's so absurd it's crazy you get caught with it you get god five if years. i had ever known that in my life i didn't know that How either terrifying and i might make the trip very bad <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess once you've eaten them it doesn't count yeah yeah, yeah. well then so anyway of course i didn't i've yeah. never I, i'm not a rule breaker i wish yeah. I, I i don't wish anything i am not like a well, just risk it. I just yeah. don't fuck with that shit at all. But then I started thinking about it. Okay, you get caught. Uh, there are mushrooms in a, a little box in my bag. Yeah. Okay, and they and impossibly I get caught. Like the TSA is just real they're jacked up you. that yeah. day, and they're like, "Hey, you talk about you were traveling with them." Well, that's the whole point. Is damn? Is, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay, I got lost. Jesus, Lauren, you just made me feel like the first season of Serial uh, right now. Like, I can't follow anything. No, the point was, no, no, it, no. it was the the thing in question was, will you travel with the okay, mushrooms? Okay, okay. And I said no, because yes. Duncan told me it's a fight. So anyway, the whole point is, when you're caught, you did it. 
what do you do? You lie. Right. This is what this is what it's assumed is going to happen right. in the justice system. You go. You were caught with this drug. Uh, that's not mine. Right. That's like a standard. I didn't you go put like, it there. I bought that box. I didn't know what was in it. Yeah. And then you get a lawyer. Yeah. And the lawyer comes and goes, don't say anything, but yeah, you didn't know what was in the box. And uh, you bought the box and you just liked the little box. And then when you got to the airport, there was a surprise. And that's what we go with. And then you go into a, a room with pillars and there's a yeah. man in a robe with a gavel. Which is terrifying. Terrifying. And then a bunch and of people from the town the, are going to decide. Your peers are there. And then you do this kind of bullshit theater where it's yeah. like the law. Like, like if I wanted to get the truth out of you. The last thing I would let you do is talk with a lawyer yeah. first. Because no. he's just going to be like, you didn't know. Yeah. And then like you get to confer. Yeah. It should be like, no one gets to talk to anybody. You... And then you just go tell the truth. And then we just go like, uh, don't worry about it. Well, because that's a, that, that actually, that punishment does not fit that crime at all. Five well, firstly, years yeah, for having that's, mushrooms. That's I, I believe Obama's working on it. That's very dumb. But do you do you enjoy when there's like a big trial going on in the country? Like I love but when there's... But it's all just baloney But I, I love it. Like when Casey Anthony was like happening or Amanda Knox. I like, I love these trials. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Casey Anthony. I don't even Anthony, know who Amanda Knox is. Amanda Knox is the uh, girl who was the college student who went to Italy and supposedly killed her roommate. But then... Uh, I, I, I don't believe that she did. See, but that but, the thing is, what you just said, I know nothing of that yeah. case. We'll never know. And, and it's she was kept in Italian for... jail for ooh, years, ooh. years, years. She just got out a couple years ago. I was following it the whole time. She's like my age, so it was very crazy to think like I could go and be studying abroad and have this murder happen, and then suddenly I'm like, you know, the murderer and everyone hates me. Yeah. And like the Italian media like really vilified her. It was it was amazing. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um and then Casey Anthony like killed her daughter. I mean like but like there but was denying it and all this stuff and I don't remember how it ended actually. But um I love watching that stuff and like seeing them but then you end up just having these conversations where you go like, "Well, why were the match? Why was the matchbook in a glove box?" Right. Yeah. And then someone else is like, "Yeah, but the dad." Right. Right. No. And there's no like, no one knows anything. But you, that's the thing is, you're yeah. only you're ana- it's kind of like reality. You're only analyzing what everyone agreed on as the yeah. story. But there's this like weird agreed uh, agreed, but there's this um, allowed level of theater to it. Yeah. So let's say you hit me with your car. And you were drinking. Yeah. Okay? I know that that's a touchy subject because that happens. But you did that. It's bad. <laughs> I that it happened to me. I no. was like, no. I... No, it happened. No, right. Yes. It's very sad. Yeah. But you get caught. Right. The first thing we're going to do is be like, you didn't know. We're going to try and find some way around it. Right. You were over-served you, you at the Chili's. We, like, you ordered We want everyone to get off and be okay. But we don't... Yeah, like I, especially if it's like uh, someone like me, where I'm like, it was I actually did just make a mistake. I, I shouldn't exactly. be punished for my whole life for this one thing I did. But, but then it's that, like, how can anyone? You ha, where do you draw the line? And with where that? Do, why does your likability or your yeah. relatability feed into the story? No, at all? it shouldn't. They did that in the Onion, where they were like. Uh, White girls now to be tried. White girl to be tried as black adult. Oh God, yeah. Which was just like a really, really. It's a funny sad, point. sad. But point. that's what it is. It's yeah. Shabby. And then, and it's money. I'm sure this conversation has been had before. I've never had no. it. No. But then you get like someone like Robert Durst, and you have a billion dollars. He can evade the punishment forever. You can at forever. least delay yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You can delay it. Yeah. And then what's an appeal? What's an appeal? No. <laughs> like I just don't know what yeah, things no, are. I'm just wondering. <laughs> 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 but really, like there is that feeling of like if you see a good person going through something, 
Right. Like, not murder. Like, I feel like if you murder someone, like, fuck you. But, like, having an accident or something. I don't even know if that's true. People sometimes want to go, like, well, he might. Well, yeah, you could argue that. There's something in the Robert Durst case, which we won't spoil, where they're just kind of like, well, okay, that Yeah, that one's all right. That one's okay. (laughs) Louis C.K. has that great bit where he's like, I think if you kill someone and no one saw, you didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) You should be able to get away with that. I think he's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, the umbrella of that bit is. Things I I know for sure, <laughs> like in my bones. They don't make any sense. If well, if no one ever found out and no one cares that that person's gone, then I feel like you're fine. <laughs> oh my god, is that bad? It is terrible, I mean, but it I mean, feels okay. I don't know <laughs> the the constructing of the of the lawyer and the way that we all know that it's going on. Right, and you know that someone's lying. Right, when someone's you're, when lying. When you're watching the case, someone's lying because we're not making headway here. Like you're saying, I did it. He's saying I didn't do it. And then like a bunch of adults spend a million dollars going. Yeah. And then it ends up like the jury just doesn't like you because you look like you have a big old dick. <laughs> It's actually a scary. I think like it is idea, scary. The idea of like jurors, all of that is actually really scary. That the, the court deciding something, even jail is like such an archaic idea. Like we'll put oh, you in yeah. there. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. Like I told you, I jail is such a weird. And the the assumed rape in jail is one of the most yeah. fucked up. When people like it, I do. De- well, hold on. What I don't like. I'm not saying I like it, but I feel like someone like. Jared, the subway guy, like, I want him to get raped a bunch in jail. I don't want him to get raped. You don't? Absolutely Why? I don't want anyone to get raped. I have have a blanket rape statement. I don't want anyone to be raped. rape, um, okay, whatever. I want him to be beat by other people. You said raped. (laughs) You're in a safe place. And you're not. I I just took your hand. I just took your hand. But I want him. But you're you're representing the majority of I want him to have the shit beaten out of him because I think he's disgusting. He is disgusting. I want him to suffer from that slowly. I, I really do. I don't I don't know. But I don't think everyone in jail should be raped and everyone in jail should be beat up. I don't think everyone in jail should be in jail. Yeah. But I think that he's somebody who should be away from society. Well, we just talked about let's He shouldn't have computer access. I don't I mean, think he does. I'm saying I don't think he should have sandwich access. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you disagree with me. That's fine. I, I disagree just because I think more suffering never No, no, no. And I, and, I, and I get that argument, too. But, like, my bones are just, like, wanting him to be punched. I understand. <sighs> I remember when I was a kid. I'm, like, uh, really hot kid. now. No, me too. <laughs> I went down to a vigil for uh, some, some one of those terrible things. A, a young person was kidnapped and found dead. And yeah. Just, just terrible. And we went. We were all Christian. And we went to support. And I remember someone was, like, handing out a petition for the death penalty for the people because they had caught Mm -hmm. the people and they wanted to um, kill them. And I understand that. I Mm -hmm. understand that idea of, like, you did this terrible thing and and now you die and, like, you don't Mm -hmm. deserve to live and you violated reality. Yeah. You've really violated reality. And and nobody's saying that – it just always makes me feel really bad. No, I think sometimes I'll get really (laughs) turned off by that idea and sometimes I'm really into it. Like I I don't know. It kind of depends. But it depends on how close you are to it. Yeah, no. I mean but like I was reading tweets actually about Jared. Like I don't know what I was looking at but like some of the like violent stuff that I was reading. just looking for sandwich (laughs) recipes. I was like how do you make that? (laughs) At home. (laughs) I want to just create it at home. Um, But like 
like seeing like the general public's reaction to him yeah. does disgust me. Like even if I'm agreeing with some of it, yeah. it's still gross. Like this sort of mentality that everyone gets of like shoot him in the face. Like it's like it's scary. It's and it's how we quickly like scapegoats. How quickly will turn on someone? I mean, yeah, but I mean he deserves it. But I'm saying like how, thi- we'll just go. Okay, so we all hate ourselves. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so on some level, no, 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 we yes. all hate I agree elements you. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the reason why there's a, a a law of consent 18 and all that sort of stuff is because people want to have sex with young people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should. I think that's an atrocious thing yes. that was done. But when someone is caught doing it, we get a big old boner for whipping that person. Yeah. Because we're whipping ourselves. We're whipping the part of us that, that want, would do that. That might not be your thing. Yeah. But there's the some weird – the bad thing. Again – Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't mean to can, – be light on anybody. No, no, no. But I, I think that's why we love it. That, and that's well, why like, we love... Oh, it's him. He did that. I'm not that bad. Terror and fear and murder. Like, we all have flare-ups of horrible, awful yeah. shit. But we keep our we keep our suits of armor on and we go, hello, Linda, instead of like, I want to fuck your mouth. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> but we know that we're both of those things. That's and then so- when someone <laughs> does yell, I want to fuck your mouth, you know, you get that mob mentality when yeah. someone... When someone looks like they're gonna like rush the cockpit, like the plane now loves to jump on the guy and kick the shit yeah. out of him. When maybe sedating him would have been enough. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen like To Catch a Predator, that show? I don't like things. Yeah, but like you wouldn't that. like that. No, of course. You wouldn't <laughs> like it. But I, I enjoy that show <laughs> because I like to It's justice I, porn. It is, yeah. Like I jerk off to that. Is that bad? But He's like jerking <laughs> off to that and I'm jerking <laughs> off to this. It zooms out forever and ever and there's yeah. more people jerking off. Yeah. But like I I there's something about watching the person be immediately punished. It's very satisfying. Yeah. But also they don't get to do the thing. They probably have done it before. They've probably already committed this type of act like because they got this far with it. I mean, maybe they haven't, but they're about to. They want to. Yeah. And then they get stopped. And I find that to be really satisfying. I do, too. <sighs> I get it. I don't want that person to be raped, though. I don't want him to be raped. Him. Who am I talking about? Uh, Jared, I <laughs> I don't care what happens to Jared at this point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The shit that he did. But, okay, take caring. I'm saying that, but he probably is being raped. Okay, so. Am I doing anything to stop it? It's like. I, You're putting the good vibes. Yeah, exactly. Which is nothing. No, but that's it's nothing. But it is beneficial, maybe in the no, way for you. you it might be beneficial to me and yeah. how I come across and yeah. how I how I like to think of Look, myself. I'm t- I like to go. I'm a no rape guy, but I'm not trying to stop the rapes. I'm telling you right so now I'm that I'm as worthless as you. I'm jealous of you saying you don't want him to be raped because I'm like it'll sound better if I say I want him to just be. I want. I don't want that to happen to him. But I I can't lie to you here. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to. <laughs> no, I but know, but so many. It's a po- that's the popular opinion. Yeah, I know, but if you, I think it is gross when it's everyone. I I don't like I don't want to be a part of that group. I think if we're gonna make rape uh, in prison, prison rape, a part of the assumed sentencing, yeah, then let's just man up about it, America, and be like, we sentence you to thirty days of rape. <laughs> just like why I don't like that. It's just like. Thing that's It'll assumed. Just, yeah, it is. It is gross that that's a part of prison. Like that we're shouldn't just like, we regulate the rapes? I mean, if we are pro prison rape, should we be like this guy should be raped less and this guy yeah. should be raped more? Well, I know that like child. <laughs> this is molester, crazy, by the way. No, but, to everyone that has this playing out of speakers in like a coffee shop. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but child molesters are like more often abused in that way in prison. That's like they hate them there. 
I've always heard that too, but it's one of those things where I can't imagine mm-hmm. Vinny, Vinny the Snake being like, all right, time to dole out the rapes. <laughs> yeah, like that guy did a bad, like that bad thing I don't like, so I'll do that to him exactly. as opposed to this person. Maybe that happens. I have to imagine at a certain point it's just it's <laughs> down a, to other ra- facts. It's actually just disturbing to think of the person raping them also. It's like, what are the, what are, what but that's are, another crime. See, that's why- like, I know sol- it's bad. Sol- solving a murder with a murder. Well, they're in a place where no change will happen for them. They're like completely lost. I mean, like, I can't, I mean, like- <laughs> Being in jail, oh, you're no, but you're. It's the most desolate thing that I can imagine. Being in prison, yep. where you're like, especially for life or something, yep. where you're just like, what is the point of anything? I, there are those people where they get like a degree, like their degree or something, yeah, for and, they, sure. and that's amazing. There's something really lovely about that. But then I can also imagine how quickly you just devolve into an animal because there's no point to care. Right? Why? Why should I make my brain better when I can't do anything with it? Right. Exactly. And it's terrible. It's sad. It's very sad. But don't, I mean, the end of uh, Dead Man Walking or The Green Mile yeah. or uh, even Why Do We Love It So Much That Johnny Cash Goes to Folsom Prison and Sings to People Like Humans. It, 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 now we're, we're really out of my depth. We've been out of my depth this whole time. <laughs> I don't know how to represent these thoughts. I haven't even I haven't given, this given them real... this much thought no. either. But we do know that people do fucked up shit. And sometimes you do it when you're 18 years old. And now you're 48. No, and that's, that's truly horrible. It's like you, you were talking about driving your little kid you in the back. Yeah. These guys are driving around with their 18-year-old psychopath and dealing with in the that. back and dealing with that for a very long time. So when you – Krishna Das, who will have done the podcast by now, sings Kirtan and he'll go to prisons and sing Kirtan, which is just chanting. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. And that, and that always I, – I, again, I – it doesn't. There's something nice. It's not very satisfying for the wrath and the rage that I feel too. When yeah. somebody goes missing and a, and a child is abused, it's yeah. fucking terrible. Nobody. I don't even have to say that. But, you know, at a certain point, you're just like, what do I don't know? What, what is what the do benefit of jailing everyone? I mean, well, I think they've done studies on whether or not it was like redemptive to the the victims' families if somebody was. Uh, killed. I, I don't. And remember I'm if it so was. curious about that. I don't know if that would do it for me. I mean, I, I watch. I've watched a lot of Oprah in my life, and there have been like so many episodes where the people want to forgive that person who did whatever bad thing to them or their family, and they. Right. And then she really, you know, loves that. That's like right. more that. I guess I can understand that being more fulfilling. But as a as a viewer, you're like, how could you get to that place where you can go? I forgive you for killing my child or whatever happened. Right. You just have. I mean that that sounds much more healing. It's just yeah, it seems so difficult. Rob Rob Bell told me about a. There, he's a friend of mine. He's a spiritual writer, and mm-hmm. he talked about a ceremony, and I believe it's in South America, where no, South Africa, I think. I forget where it is. Anyway, one of the Souths, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and uh, somebody kills their entire family. With a machete, and this this would happen. It was like a tribal thing, so they'd go and kill this guy's entire family, and then like years later, they, they'd have a ceremony where the guy whose family had been completely murdered, and the guy who did it, there was like a, a word for it and like a ceremony about it where they forgive the person. Oh my god! And you know, again, because nothing like that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I, that's what makes I think both of us feel uncomfortable talking about this stuff. All I know is. When I was a kid, and I liked my instincts when I was a kid, I said to my mom, I was a weird kid. I was like, Mom, if I'm ever kidnapped and murdered, please don't go for the death penalty. You said that? Yeah. What? You, are, you were a weird kid. <laughs> it's a very – well, we were – we still are a morbid 
family. Like, we've never shot. Yeah. My dad will be like, Peter, smother me with a pillow if I can't remember my own name. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've never shied away from talking about death. I like that. But I remember just being so conflicted about it. Of course, you know, in the middle. What of, was your, like, logic when you were a kid? Why did you feel? It to, just makes me sad. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I always have the island fantasy. And I'm not saying this is of what we should do. sending them there? No, no, no. Yeah, call it Australia. <laughs> no, taking anybody in your life, we can move away from the heavier stuff. Cause, and, and, you know, I sure, I think we were fine. I don't. I was oh, just going to say, I hope we didn't offend I, anybody. I, I stand by everything I said. <laughs> I have to. I don't to mean to be, belittle anybody's grief or their, no, their, never, search, never. their search for their justice or whatever. But I do have, so taking it away from heavy crimes. Yeah. There are always people in my life where I'm like, I really just wish we could take that person, not kidnap them, but literally something that they would love. Somebody's in a rut. You talked about prison. It's the same thing. What's the point? Yeah. I'm not going to use my mind. I'm just going to go back to my lower level of consciousness. I'm going to be like an animal. I'm going to take what's mine. I'm going to chase pleasure. I'm going to eat things. I'm going to nap. I'm going to jerk off. I'm yeah. going to fuck. I'm going to do drugs or whatever it is. Whatever gets me from the one little trip to the next little trip to the next little trip, yeah. that's what I'll do until I die. And a lot of people are out of prison and are living like yeah. that. Yeah. I've lived like that. Yeah. So the island fantasy, which is terrible because I'm like a, I have a savior complex probably going on and I need to learn when to let go. But it's always taking somebody like that. Let's say I had a cousin. I don't. But let's say <laughs> I have a cousin who's just like very, you know – Kind of like a pile of laundry and just kind of flumping around and mm-hmm. going from Chinese takeout to jerk off to nap to bottle yeah. of scotch to whatever, drugs or whatever it is. And, and nothing's happening. The fantasy is always like this person, what do we all need? It's going back to the Richard Rohr of it. What do we all need? Good. Yeah. Like your Facebook. So we give them love. Even if uh, if it's not deep personal necessarily. Yeah. We fly them to Maui. Mm-hmm. We feed them Sunshine. And when I talk about being a vegan, I'm talking about eating sunshine. I'm not talking about eating tofu and shit. I'm talking about like here's a motherfucking pineapple that I just picked. And you can't say that that doesn't feel good to eat and get in the water and exercise and sun and air and meditation and sleep and and no more alcohol and no more. It's rehab. Yeah. But for like your life. Yeah. I had this fantasy for a lot of people. That you would send someone who had done something. Not talking about those heavy crimes, but someone that's just needs a change. Well, we we like. Like redemption, or at least yeah. I can say if movies teach us anything, the stories that we like to tell, we like redemption. We like hearing. It is tricky because I keep thinking about Jared's weird, ugly face <laughs> <laughs> with the tinting glasses and kind of looks like a worse Joe DeRosa. <laughs> okay, come on, everybody. Why throw Joe under the <laughs> Anyway, no, Joe's a handsome man. Anyway, um, so so somebody like that who sucks, who's, it's, yeah. the jury's out. Yeah. You stink. Yeah. But if everyone died, the entire world died, and it was just that scumbag and and some enlightened, magical, loving person. And I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if we would like to see a world where he's, like, connected again. But do you- I, I look at evil and sin as a disconnect of the flow between you and the goodness of the world, the I, goodness I don't of know. existence. It's, that's interesting, but I feel like with something – I mean, and I also think, like – his specific issue is strange because it could I could easily say he's mentally unwell and that that's a part of his brain that's uncontrollable or I mean I I don't like to think that but right um 
Well, that's uh, a whole thing. We, we get into that a lot on this podcast. Yeah. The tumor that grows in your brain that makes you a pedophile. That's a real thing. Or uh, yeah. the tumor that grows in your brain and makes you a sniper. Yeah, well, there's some part. Yeah, something's not lined up how it's supposed to or whatever. And where does free will lie? And, and how can I hate you? You couldn't control yourself or whatever. But, like, is there a world, even if that were the case, where he can be fixed? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that that's possible. That's- this used to be a big interest of ours. We were, like, lobotomized yeah. and all this stuff. And yeah. And we still do stuff like that very, very rarely. But shock therapy still has effects yeah. in people. But, like, in the gray matter of the brain, if it's in there... If it's in me to want to talk to Ramdas and it's in him to be a fucking monster in, in yeah. our eyes, do I think about this all the time. There's a video of me and my brother when I was little, and I was very sweet. The story favors me. Mm-hmm. But I was sweet as a kid. It was the first time I saw it, and I was like, oh, I, was, I just am sweet. Yeah. I'm a sweet guy. Yeah. And here's a video of me. I must have been like five or six. And my parents, this is so fucking gross, would sometimes buy us two toys of the same toy. Uh-huh. So we wouldn't be jealous of each other. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I open it, and uh, my brother, it's, it's very normal. He goes, like, I wanted that, because he did. Yeah. But this one was for me. And I just go, here, John. It's very, oh, very sweet, right? Oh, I know, so I know. So it's a sweet thing. But do I, I say this all the time. My brother is a very sweet guy, too, by the way. It was just, we, yeah, were, he we was were a children. Kid, yeah. We were very <laughs> He was probably six or seven. So anyway, but do I deserve credit for being the way that I just happen right. to be? And does somebody deserve blame for being? Like, what are we doing? I know, like, yeah. We, we don't. No, that's true. We don't want monsters running around, and neither do I. Yeah. Ugh. How can you say, though? Yeah, that, that's just how your personality was for whatever reason. That Yeah. It, it's hard to know, though. Then again, you just kind of go like nature versus nurture. But like, were your parents so ma- they made you that way? Or well, we like, were talking about your mom making right, you the like, way I, you. I are. guess I can't. But but for that portion of my life, like there's some of that. But then also, people have children who are like sociopaths or something. They're like they didn't do that. It's right. just how the kid's brain is. Right, right, right. Ugh. I know. I will say. You know, going back to the stories that we like, redemption always feels better to me. Although, I will say, Sling Blade. Have you seen Sling no. Blade? You should watch Sling Blade. Yeah. There's Sling, Sling Blade spoiler coming up. I'm going to keep okay. it within a minute. So hit the 30 <laughs> twice if you want to skip this Sling Blade spoiler. I love that movie, and that's a movie about To Catch a Predator. There's oh. a child. Oh, I'll be watching that. But it's not, it's not literally <laughs> about that. It's a, a child, and he has an abusive stepdad, mm-hmm. real piece of shit stepdad. He befriends Billy Bob Thornton, that kid does. Billy Bob Thornton is, is you know, kind of Forrest Gumpy, you mm-hmm. know, simple yeah. kind of guy, basic kind of guy. And he, I don't want to tell you how it ends, but he handles it. Yeah. He doesn't think about it. He doesn't, like... Uh, <laughs> Take the guy to an island. Yeah, he doesn't go like this. This stepdad, all he, he does is drink sunshine. beer and he yeah. beats this guy. He's, he doesn't want to feed him a pineapple. Yeah. and you watch it, and that stirs another part of me. You go yeah. like, sometimes you don't want the island fantasy. You want the other side. You of just things. want it to be resolved. You want cold, swift, whack. Yeah, and we do that too. We do that to ourselves. Like, yeah, there's, there's, it's like when we take a bandaid off. Sometimes yeah, you don't want to. Get a humidifier and steam it off. You just rip it off. <laughs> yeah. And go, we'll deal with that. So anyway, you should watch Sling Blade. I will. I didn't yeah. want to spoil it for you because you, you, you will love it. It's a good, it's, no. a, it's a weeper. Good. I it's, like to cry. It's a good weeper. At films. When's the last time you cried? Oh, you know, all the time. <laughs> Are you a big cry? You cry no, often? No. Um, I don't know. I cry every so often. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But there Everybody some... thinks they cry every so often. Like, I don't know. I feel like I know like some women in my life that I'm not really close with or anything, but they'll 
not that I'm dis- distancing myself from them because of this, but I just happen to know, like, oh, I cry myself to sleep all the time. Or, like, I'll just... Really? And it's like, I don't do that. I mm. might, like, I might... I'll definitely cry out of happiness, or I'll cry about a problem I'm dealing with, like, in my car or something. But, like, I, it's not that common that I'm, like, I'm a crier, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just... I mean, I almost cried talking to you about something. Yeah, no, I'll do that, too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Karen. Oh, I still owe her a call. When we were rehearsing the scenes for the show, which we should talk about. Yeah. We would cry every session almost. Yeah. Wait, who's Karen? <laughs> Karen was my acting coach. Oh, okay. My act- She's an acting coach yeah. who worked with me. <laughs> she does not belong to me. But she acted my, she coached my acting. That's nice. And we ended up just like, well, we cried when we uh, yeah. did our, our scenes together and Well, stuff. yeah, I was really impressed by you. Um, That's what I was going for. There we for. go. But, But at watching, because I've seen it. Yes? It, uh, How do you feel? It, it came out so great. Oh, good. So and you're so great. Thank you. There's like, you know, it's it's because so much of what you do is serious, or it's like a serious scene. Yeah. You have all these really big laughs. Oh, good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, really big laughs. Oh, good. Obviously, you were very funny, but like, the no, yeah, bulk the, the, of what it's I more dramatic. Was us being yeah, dramatic? Yeah. And then there are all these really, really funny oh, good. parts, which is great. That's awesome. And uh, I can't wait to see. It. We actually were talking about that yesterday. How great you are. Anyway, oh, good. Like, I needed like, that little heart. Like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we had to cry and stuff. So, and then I was just talking about this with Kumail, who might have to do an acting thing where he has to cry and stuff. And we were just talking about the things that open up our yeah. And one of them is uh, that I would think about was was Ramdas talking to a woman, a young woman, probably she looks like twenty four or something, and she was engaged, and her fiance, who was also into all this Ramdasi stuff, was. Murder. Oh, it was God. Like a terrible thing. They don't really go into the details, but the way she's talking about it was she says the murder and stuff. So you thought of that situation to cry? I would think about that. Well, there's a specific part of that that I'll tell you. It yeah. won't make us cry. Okay. I would watch the video of it. Uh, but she says, you know, she they were in love, they were engaged, and they were going to be together. He gets murdered, and then she's like, I don't know what to do. Am I so? It's been a while. Am I supposed to like see other people? Yeah. And she was waiting for some sort of this type of person she was looking for a sign like a dream yeah. or something from this guy and she said she finally had she called it a waking dream like a half awake dream or something I don't know sees the guy and she's like oh my god I've been looking for you how are you where are you and she was like I'm fine I'm fine and at, at the end he was like she said well I don't know what, I, what I'm going to do am I going to meet somebody else and he says you are going to meet somebody else and you'll fall in love and our love will be a part of that love too oh. And so that's touching. That is nice. But then Ramdas starts weeping in this way that you're just, like old men crying yeah. firstly. But Jarring. People really listening and understanding and empathizing. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And that story is just So in the scene. It's in the movie Fierce Grace. Thank you. Um, do you t- have you talked about what your show is about on this podcast? Yeah, or? people know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so like in the scene where we're kind of having the big breakup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you, and you were crying. Lauren plays my wife. <laughs> did you um, find like did you think about that kind of stuff or did you think about the no, real situation I would I would look think of something uh, just emotionally it was the beginning of Up 
But on that day, uh-huh. I could just think about it. Yeah, that's, I wasn't watching. That's anything. good though. But it was because up is about. But you're like in tune with that part of yourself enough to be able to cry just thinking about it. Well, I, mean, I think that's it's hard. The beginning of up. I know. The beginning of up is fucking the best but part. Then the it, wor- the rest of it is actually one of the worst movies ever. I kind of agree. I'm like, I don't want to see a talking dog. I don't want to see that bird be annoying. It takes a hard. I'm left. like, just give me the people. Yeah, it takes with a, the romance. It took a hard. Yeah. Hard. It goes left. from like adult movie to child's movie like in a second i agree and i enjoy i enjoy but it's not my favorite no no no. i'll stop it after the first part yeah yeah but i would uh, but then i was lucky because enacting that scene with you and it's very different i you know it's a riff on what actually happened obviously that never happened yeah uh, none of what we shot actually happened. Right. But it was this scene that was tied to a real emotion for me. And then you were great. Now we're just buttering each other's <laughs> I bread. I love this. But when we were sh- shooting me, they call that in the biz, shooting my coverage, you're there, so you're off camera, but you were really with me. You and George were both really with me. Yeah. But then I'm watching it when you... We talked about me because I was able to get emotional, but on your coverage, it's very heartbreaking, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're really into it, and I believe you. Oh, that's great. And it came that's out nice. really funny. Oh, good. You shoot, like, that's four hours of, like, us yelling at each other. I and know. you're like, is this anything? Like how? Yeah. And then Jed's like... I know, he's really great. I think he's so cool. It was the best. What was the whole experience like for you? I mean, let's talk about it. I loved it. I had the best time. I mean, I... I first of all loved the script, so I was really excited about it. And Thank I was you. I was really excited to play a character who had like actual emotions. Like I often am like quirky, like, you know, whatever people. Oh yeah. So it's very fun to be someone who was like, I'm dealing with a problem. <laughs> like so at the most basic level. Not like um, I'm saving money by making my own pixie yeah, snacks. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that felt good for me. And then um, I don't know your getting, work. Well, you're <laughs> an asshole. Um, getting to work with Judd was so cool. I always wanted to work with him, and I actually had that on my vision board from a few years ago. You did not. You should have told him. I, I kind of didn't think about it, but you just um, did. I should. I can tweet him a picture of it or something. That's um, nuts. Yeah, I always wanted to work with him, and he was so nice and so normal. Like I loved it, and I love that he's like a comedy fan. And yeah. Like it just made me so happy that he was so approachable and yeah. easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And, and all instinct. That's the thing yeah. that I noticed was that he wasn't uh, – I, I haven't worked with many other directors, but, you know, that he wasn't coming in and meddling – not meddling, but you know what I mean. Like no. he wasn't like ah, – like he did, he, if he whispered something to you, it was one line and then he'd be like, that yeah. was it. We right. got it. I know. Like one little twist. It was – his approach was really cool and like makes everyone really comfortable, I think. And That's he's, what it he's is. he's so casual like in a in – a, you know he knows what he's talking about but he makes it very casual to you so that yeah. you're not like, I'm not nervous. Like, right. Because if someone – like if I were to drag, which I don't even have aspirations for that, but if I were like – I would be like, well, do it. Like I'd want to give like you Like you're a trying read. to get a specific thing out yeah, of you. I yeah, I felt like he it. was very uh, open to letting us be do it the what way we you are. Do it. Yeah, yeah, which was cool. And that was a big thing even in the casting and I told you this was that we watched your tape and you were like – he, he kind of got it right away. You know what I mean? He was like, well, that's yeah, it. That's cool. and, and That's what I mean by instinct. It was, yeah. It was – he has a – finely tuned gut yeah and he goes with it and it's really fun but then it's also like when you trust somebody so implicitly it's really relaxing yeah and i'm still doing that yeah because you the have the feeling of like he knows what he's doing exactly i like everything he's done right. so i'm not worried that this will be weird or something like right. he'll make it great right exactly so yeah and if, if there's something he's not getting i trust that he can get it out of well me. that's what mike Birbiglia told me he was like 
just relax, because if you're not getting it, he won't move oh, on. Oh, and there was even a funny way. I noticed something funny that he did that I thought about later. Uh, when we were watching, like, we were supposed to be watching, like, a funny video and enjoying it together on the computer or whatever. Yeah. And then he started, instead of, like, saying action, he would start, like, singing like he was in the video. Yeah. Like, and he was being funny. Yeah, so then yeah, it made yeah. us laugh. So yeah. I, but I was like, he's getting what he wants out of us without <laughs> me. Like, I'm a kid. Like, I didn't get it. Like, I'm right, like, right. he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I get from like, what's he doing? What's making me laugh? Yeah. And then, that, then he got what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was funny. There was a scene later uh, where I was asleep and I'm just supposed to wake up. Very simple yeah. thing. And then he would be like, but uh, this time a dog's waking you up. And I'd be like, okay. And it would go. And then he started barking really loud. Yeah. <laughs> like a dog. But not like, not like, rough, rough. He was like. Ah! Like his best impression like his of a dog. Best, his yeah. best. <laughs> Michael Winslow was there and was like, that's a good dog. <laughs> that is a good dog. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, super fun. And we got yeah. to work with the Bays. And the Bays is the shit. I the love Bays him. The Bays the best. Man, we had fun. He was so great. He's so funny. He, and to be able to cast uh, you guys was – obviously it came down – this is going to sound so lofty, but it came down to the project. And what did yeah. the, the project want? It's the 90-minute light. Mm-hmm. You know, and who was right for the roles and stuff. But the, And then Artie and yeah. you get these guys and – some people, this not available, not available, not available. Yeah. This person is available, is available. And for your role, this role, this role, that, whatever. Uh, that wasn't really true about availabilities, but like everything kind of came. You know, yeah. yeah when every, you, everyone was first choice. I'm, I'm not concerned. But what I'm saying is everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything but I know what you mean. Happened. It goes the way it's supposed to, and then you get the right people. And then you're or there, the and you're like, I couldn't have imagined anyone. Yeah. Down to like the smallest role. Yeah. I was like, it had to be that person. Yeah. It had to be that person. Yeah. Had that person. I had a little bit of that experience. I did, um, I guess I can, I don't know if I can talk about it. I did something that I. You could do <laughs> They haven't announced it yet, but I did something that I got to like have a hand in casting it and everything. And I. I thought that was such an interesting thing to be able to watch audition videos because yeah. I've only ever put them out there. You know what I mean? I've never like seen them and gotten to decide who was right or something. And it was really crazy because you can tell right away if someone is right for it and yeah. if you like them for it or whatever. Even if there's someone who's like, oh, I love this person. Let's see what they did. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, I don't really think that's right. Right. And it's, it's, it's actually comforting as an actor because you're like – We talked about that. Yeah. You could just be like, I don't know. Like it could come down to anything that is what makes you feel that way about the person. It's a, I guess the word is vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and it had so much to do with your voice and your look. Yeah, and your, the way you read it, and but like I think I even said in your because we we tweaked it in your audition. I remember you were like swear you swore once. Or oh something. yeah, and then when we got there, we were like we don't really swear. We actually ended up swearing. Yeah, I'm sure we did. I was like <laughs> I don't really remember not swearing to be honest. But but I remember yeah. thinking I was like oh that wasn't quote unquote right right for the character. Yeah, yeah you didn't know and it wasn't a big deal. Sure. But then you get the part. Like, yeah, that's a, right. That's a funny you thing. You can still make that mistake or whatever, right, but then what it's saying. it's like whatever. It yeah. was such a tiny thing to even call it a mistake. But no, like, no, but like – You could go to in not and – not know. When, and when an actor goes in and they're like, I don't get it. I nailed it. I worked. I prepped. It I, could be something that simple. Who knows? I mean, and even especially when I was doing commercial auditions, like you can never think about it again because it's like – even if I know that I'd be good, I could do anything in any of these commercials. Yeah. They want someone with brown hair. They want someone with this. Or they want someone with that. It's like, it's so, that's at the most basic level of like, it's just about something that dumb. That's right. Like, we want someone who's one inch taller than you. And so the end. That's like, right. Yeah. They did that on The Simpsons where they go, you're the new radioactive boy is what I would be saying if you weren't <laughs> two inches too short. Uh, yeah. That's funny. So there's, a, there's to the actor's. 
listening and to myself yeah. for whenever I go out for something. It's uh, not – It's not. don't worry about you it. You can't take it that seriously. Yeah, you can't think about it that long. I'll say this for sure. Yeah. Nobody's sitting around talking about how you suck. Right, yeah. They just nobody, move on. Yeah, yeah. It's worse than <laughs> They're that. They're not talking about you at all. They hate you. <laughs> uh, no, ca- casting was very cool, very interesting. No. But it worked out very, very well. Yeah. Um, well, it's the last little bit – oh, the last little bit of the <laughs> podcast here. Mm-hmm. When did we start? 11? 11, 10. Oh, because someone. Oh, this is wrong. Sorry, this is twelve forty-five. Oh, that you. really confused me. I just I thought that I didn't really know what time me. anything was. And I was just like, I'm an hour, I'm an hour late. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, well, we always it's the last half hour of the show, but mm-hmm. we can be done whenever you like. Great. Um, but um, we always talk about the meaning of life and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it figured out. So here I go. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, it's not even. Uh, you reset that very quickly, Katie. Nicely done. Good. You nice. did a good, good job. job. You made it look simple. Wow. That's awesome. That would have taken me 10 minutes. Yep. Katie. 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 <laughs> See, feels good. Um, anyway, um, where, what, what's, what is this? What is, that's really the question is, what is this? Why are we doing this? Like life? Just... When I look around this room and I feel the feeling of being trapped in this body, yeah. <laughs> I look at you over there trapped yeah. in your body and there's a dog and there's color and there's light and there's things I'm noticing and there's things I'm not noticing. Yeah. And there was birth and there was who I was before, there's who I will be and there's pain and there's redemption and, and then we die and like what, what, what what's going on? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've recently gotten more in tune with myself and being more at present in the moment that is very exciting for me. It feels really good. What prompted that? Um, some emotional things that I won't be sharing here, but maybe I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> but we're here um, in the 90th minute. I know, minute but I just, I'm not, I'm not ready down. for that just yet. <laughs> but I will tell you and you will be intrigued and uh, the world will never know. Um, Something happened to you? Yeah, but I... Um, I felt like I was like now I'm suddenly like more aware of everything and I feel like I was seeing things more vibrantly and like Can you give us the area I'm not even trying to get you to tell it an emotional realization Did die? no it was internal okay oh yeah that's fascinating yeah so nothing really not a huge loss not a huge it, death scare it was not a death it was more it was just like I accepted some part of myself and I went it was like oh that's True, and so I'm this person, and I can live in. I mean, I know I'm being so fucking vague. I can't. I can't. Why? Because it's it's. uh, You'll understand when I tell you. Just let it. Just let me not. Let me not. Please, just let me not. But were you talking about a little bit of an awakening? Yes. Okay. You will know is the thing. They They won't. They won't. Because Um, it's personal. It is personal. But but it's. And, like, think about whatever you want to do. But tell me, forget what it was. Yeah. But what did it do? What clicked? It was this just a, I had, I actually had a really good conversation with a friend and, like, thing, I started to, like, it was more just me talking. But by by letting out thoughts that I don't like to think about, I was able to go, oh, so that just is true because I'm finally saying this thing and I never wanted to say this thing. So that's true. And now I have to live in the world knowing this about myself and my life. And I can't go back to how it was before because now I've accepted this part of myself that I was like a seed or an idea that I was like, oh, no. And then uh, when I came to that acceptance, 
I felt like I was existing on a more real plane. Like I was like, oh shit. Like I was like kind of walking with my head down and now I'm walking with my head up. Like it felt so great. I, I know it's. But it sounds like, is it self lovey? You greenlit you know, something inside it, of you? It's, it's, it was, it's good and bad. Oh, it's good and bad. Yeah. I mean, man. so it's not as simple as like, I've been really hard on No, myself. no, no. It was more, it was like, it's a, it's a very complicated thing. Mm-hmm. I I hate to be so vague. I didn't, no, no, no. Keep it vague. But whatever. So I by but, but feels, by having this by being yeah. able to talk honestly to myself and to my friends and everyone in my life. <laughs> what if I was like Katie left? You can tell us now. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just really didn't want her to know. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen if she's not in the room. But um. I don't know. It just the the feeling of being connected. And I mean, I think you've been talking about like living in the present and all these things. Like when I like that was all happening to me before we went to New York and when I was in New York. And so like that that period of time was very emotional for me. Oh wow! And so when I I feel like I understand life more actually Mm -hmm. and what matters to me and like my happiness and what's important uh, in my day to day. And part of that is being present and feeling like. I'm here with you. I'm talking to you. I'm not thinking about where I have to go after this. I'm not thinking about what happened before or that I was late or, you know, these little things like that might con- kind of consume me before mm-hmm. or like kind of just being half somewhere else thinking about this other thing. I don't feel like I'm doing that lately mm-hmm. and it feels so fucking good. And I'm like, that's the point of everything. Like if I could live like this forever and be like really connected to everyone I talk to, I find I'm finding everything much more interesting. I'm mm. like, I'm feeling like my brain is being used more fully and I, I care more. I, Open I just, heart. Yes. It feels really good. Okay, so without getting into what happened yeah. with or near you. Yeah, so big. <laughs> what, can, what can people do? I guess that's my question. I think it's like, a matter of taking those. Out of for me, it, what it was was accepting thoughts that I might think would fuck my life up mm. but might actually make it better. Like if I have this little thought of something that is negative about myself and I am ashamed of this or if I uh, have this feeling about the situation I'm in but I don't I really don't want to ruin the situation or something like that, it's better to be honest and, and just deal with it yeah. than to not. It's funny. I've been giving that a lot of thought lately. Yeah. And there uh, – you know, I've been thinking about honesty because when I was at that retreat, I found that I was – Everybody's very honest. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm, com- I'm like a comedian level of honest. And I, I really like that. I've noticed um, – I think there was a teaching that I heard where it was like if you're honest, you'll have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. So there's this idea that makes sense. of letting everything yeah. out. And it, it's it's almost like uh, 8 Mile. Have you seen 8 Mile? I, I haven't, man. I haven't seen any movie, matter. I guess. 8 Mile's good. <laughs> uh, but at the end of 8 Mile, Eminem, rabbit, uh, <laughs> freestyles a rap that's – about him that's uh-huh. self-deprecating. And it's this idea – and I'm not talking about when, when I was a kid and I, I'm doughy and so I'd make fun of myself for being fat before you could. Yeah. It's not that. It's about doing the work and being at peace with all these things about yourself so you really don't have anything to be afraid of. Well, it is true because I think the things that I wasn't being honest about were my biggest fears. That's right. So I they became my problems. Well, like when you keep them in the shadows. Right. Like I felt like I had a cloud over me and like I can't deal with this. Yeah. And so how I'm so afraid to confront this that I'm not going to be able to continue. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm continuing. Oh, fuck, I'm continuing. It's not that bad. Like, that's oh, a, I, that's a Ram Dass I can thing. keep going. Yeah. Ram Dass, I guess I'm really in tune with all should, this shit. You should. Well, yeah, no, you, you are. It's it's very intuitive. But um, Ram Dass in Fierce Grace writes a letter to. It's all about pain and suffering. Yeah. And, uh, 
but you know he's in the Grace Camp, I believe. And the name of the movie is Friends. Uh, but he talks to a family whose child. They do, again, they don't tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, but it's worse that you kind of you, you just know. assume the worst. Yeah. And it seems like it is the worst. And the letter he writes to the parents, it'll make you cry. But there's about five cry points in the movie. And he writes them a letter, and one of the things that stood out in the it's a gorgeous letter. You can sunbathe in the letter. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, but it's something about um, the unspeakable has happened. The thing that you said you couldn't live if it happened yeah. has happened. And here you are. Yeah. So you've redefined yourself. Yeah. And it's not – he's not as trite – or his base that to be like, so that's the silver line. He's, yeah. not, he's not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just that's Acknowledging what Acknowledging that you can continue. Here you are. Yeah. You've changed your awareness of who you are. And it yeah. seems like that's something yeah. you had. I feel like that. When this, uh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so sneaky. <laughs> I only no. lull you into safety to make you feel. No, but I like that a lot. I, and I, I do feel like that's given me more purpose. Like feeling like just existing and enjoying my life. And because so much, I think I got, I would always get so much pleasure out of my career and like working and um, those moments and like performing on stage. I always felt very in the moment in those times. But that's such a small portion of my life, actually. When I would look at it and go, like, my year, like how many days did I actually work this year? Or like even performing, that's like, that's 30 minutes or an hour a night or something. It's like, that's not gonna be, that's not my whole day. I exist in the world so many more hours that are not that and I don't get to feel that Mm -hmm. so how can I feel that and like I I feel much more there with it now I mean I hope it lasts but it feels like I can't go back to feeling complacent right I don't know well now I'm just gonna keep quoting Rhonda you can't like we can't clinging to it and and the the trip he talks about chasing trips you know what I mean it's like oh you're being very present and then the clinging to it. I kind of think of it like this. It's like when we're falling asleep at night, you'll start to dream. I don't know if you ever have this. Yeah. Let's say you see a, a beautiful beach and you're like, oh, cool. But the second you kind of want it, it starts to go away. Yeah. Um, it, it's the same thing with any sort of um, good state or place. There has to be. Uh, you can't be you thinking can't, about you it. You can't cling to yeah. it. Yeah. Because even actually even thinking about being present is not being present. Like if I'm if I'm acknowledging that, I'm like, I'm really in the moment. I'm not, I'm right. not hearing you right then. But then, you, but then going back to Duncan and giving the award to your Yeti sort of thing, it's kind of yeah. like we have to accept and love that. Like it's so much better to love your mind that's bringing you out of the moment than, yeah. to, than to yell at it. If, yeah. you, if you scold it, it gets so – jumpy and bad and then you're it's a civil war inside and it's gross and so they're just kind of like trying to try to try less but just going with it you know he talks about like we forget that's what this trip is we go into a place of oneness and remembering and and for you it just sounds like being in the moment yeah and that's a even saying that with you right now yeah just like it's like we were talking about with the ghosts like you can scare yourself into the moment you can also love yourself into the moment, and then it feels really good. Yeah. And sick people, a friend of mine that I keep referencing her has cancer, and she keeps talking about these epiphanies that she's having where people don't get it. That's the thing. People don't get it. We make all these plans, and, and I do it. I, I think when I get that thing, or for me, it, it'll be like, you know, when this achievement is unlocked yeah. or whatever, then I'll be living. In it. And those things are wonderful, but those are the – trips and that's yeah the, the, Ram Dass talks about the hierarchy of needs it's really funny he goes like uh, I want I want a movie I want to watch a movie and then you're like, oh, now I want popcorn 
It's like, now I want a mm-hmm. soda. Now I want ice cream. Now I want coffee. Now I want to go to bed. Now I want, I want to sleep undisturbed. Now I want to shower. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the noise he makes is he goes, he's like, we keep getting what we want and then needing something else. So it's like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> All day, yeah, and letting go of that is is a very beautiful thing, or or just acknowledging or, or witnessing it. That's yeah. a great thing. So, but he talks about even if you do step out of this, just witness that you stepped out of it. That's, yeah, that's what it is. I think I had that realization about I really wanted a house, and like I was very obsessed for a little bit with like getting a house, and then all of this I've kind of let that go, and then I was like, oh, I didn't really want the house i wanted the idea of having a house and being mm. the person who has a house or something like yeah like which is that same thing where it's like I'll, i wouldn't be satisfied by that I, then, just, I, then i would want like my better furniture i'd want you know it's like it would go on forever well, that's like, eckhart tolle oh he goes, I'll be you, happy. i have read a few eckhart tolle you books. should listen yeah. to it. the power of now when he reads it is even better i think but it's like we're it's like we already have this white wall in our house and then we keep painting it again yeah. another coat of white paint it's like it was already white. You were already there. Yeah. You were already there. And I but I've done that too. It's it postponing your happiness or yeah. thinking even I you know, I was just in Maui and you still catch your mind stealing you away to another thing. Yeah. But that and again, instead of slapping the yeti and yeah. being like, Get it, be here. You just have to I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds to me like your relationship with whatever the mystery is presence. Yeah. Yeah, and is there anything else that you feel like you've learned or whatever about the meaning of life? Or honestly, I don't know beyond that. I mean, I feel like that's that's like the most exciting revelation I've ever had. So I feel pretty solid about it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you tried meditating? No. Should I? Mean, I? It sounds like well, no. TM? You are, but you are meditating. <laughs> <laughs> it's trademarked. It's in the name. Uh, you know, I, meditating is such an unappealing term for such an appealing thing. No, it does seem really nice. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, In theory. I, I like the <laughs> idea of trying those things. I just, I also know that I am really bad at following through on that kind of stuff. Where I'm like, I wanted to go to yoga all the time, and then I like did it a couple of times. I'm like, I am not, I'm not really motivated to do that. But maybe, yeah. maybe I will be at some point. But here's the the reason I'm saying it to you is it sounds like you're in a meditative place. Yeah. So meditating it could be an easy sort of leap over. But not to, <laughs> like my big thing right now is and then what? Right. So you meditate and then what? You're a meditator. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is, is it could be pleasant to quietly witness how you feel right now. Yeah. Literally just, it might be nice. People talk about meditating or yoga or something or exercising because it'll get us the house. Right. It'll get us the better body or the better mind or something. Right. But when we look at um, meditation as potential blissful awareness, wherever you are, and it can be for 30 seconds in the car, you know. Um, I didn't have my phone yesterday, and every red light, instead of checking my phone, it was just kind of looking around. Which is so crazy when you notice that. When you don't have your phone, yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm like, oh, I feel oh, like an shit. animal. <laughs> I feel like an animal so where sad. they're ringing the, the Pavlov yeah. dog thing, because every red light, I was like, it's time to... Look at this why? thing. Why? do I have to look at this? Get it out of here. I know. It's because bad. that's postponing your happiness. That goes back to the likes. It's like, I'll be happier if this Instagram photo has over right. a thousand likes. And then there's uh, just like no, it, it literally means nothing. And like when when you're driving without that, and you're just listening to a song, and you have the windows down, and it's like you're actually like just enjoying that. It yeah. feels so good. Yeah, that's right. And these are the traps, yeah. you know. And I think it it almost even goes back to 
crimes and, and gross things. It's a perversion and a, and a horrible interpretation of the needs. It's like these people are chasing things that they think they need potentially. I yeah. don't know, to be happy or, or maybe yeah. they're just insane. I, I can't blend those two topics. Yeah. That's but that's though. the beach fantasy is like if we yeah. can just be here, it doesn't have to be a beach. It can be an elevator. It can be the space. It can be your car. But when we're in that place and we're not thinking if this, then that, yeah. and you're just going this, there's a lot of peace to be yeah. had there. I think so. And that might be where that my, some of my sympathy comes for the, for the evil, for yeah. the evil people as I'm like, I see myself going, I get angry. I'll be at a meal or something and I'm like, you're in the way. Like I'm something simple. I'm supposed to be playing Xbox right now. You're in my way. Yeah. <laughs> and I get angry at someone. Yeah. And there's just so much surrendering to be done. So what about uh, the big picture, God, uh, when you die, lights out? I I call that big picture, God. I just mean like – What do I think about afterlife? Yeah, what do you afterlife think about death or stuff? So? Um, the ghost thing's kind of messing me up, this new <laughs> – because I always thought that there was an afterlife and that you disp- your spirit would still exist and people could feel you still. Or, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what, where I stand with it right now. So I even that's an interesting idea, right? Because there's different ways of looking at death. There's ego death. So Lauren, your idea of Lauren dies, but your essence goes on to the performer and the artist in me. I'm like, what's the point of that? I've done all this work trying to be this. Yeah. But then that goes. But don't worry, the light in me yeah. still continues. But you're talking about dying and still being Lauren and going, I'm Lauren. I'm dead, Lauren. And I'm going to go move you, someone's hand. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, writing. like that. That I could like send a message from the other side or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I I guess I don't really know what I think about that anymore. I feel like um, I don't know. Like even when I think about, I, mean, I guess maybe I'm making a new thought here. But with like the Long Island Medium or someone who like can connect you with dead people. Maybe they're actually someone who's a more of a person who can connect with your thoughts and is saying the thing you want. They can feel that you want them to say this thing. Mm, they're like, liking your Facebook page. Yeah, well, like being like, you have a necklace. I'm wearing it right now. It's like because they were thinking necklace, necklace, necklace. And like yeah. maybe they can connect with that more yeah. than they can with the actual person. Yeah. I mean, I think there could be something to that. <laughs> I do. I guess it's yeah. not really saying we're not going to come to the answers. No. But if I, if you were, uh, I'm going to give you uh, 75 more years. That's yeah. a long ass life. And it's a beautiful thing, and there's a big flower, uh, you know, down bed, and everyone's there, and you feel great, and no pain, but you're going to die. It's in 75 years. Yeah, I'll be 105. Yeah, you're 105 (laughs) years old, and you're like, I've seen it all. Yeah. I can't believe I cured cancer. I'm so happy. Wow, I did that? Damn, I I changed my path. And it came to you in a dream. (laughs) You were just like, sodium and honey. (laughs) Well, that's what it really was. And it works. Sodium and honey. So, uh... You're going to die, and you're going to die in five minutes. How do you feel? I would feel good. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> but I don't, I don't actually feel that afraid of death. Like, I've, and especially the past few years, I've been on, like, planes where, like, I thought, like, what if this crashed? And I'm like, that's okay. Mm. I feel okay. Like, I think I've done cool stuff, and, like, I try to do stuff, and it was good, and so it's okay. Mm. I don't want to die. I want to live a long life, but, like, I, I feel I accept that it will happen. It also kind of sounds like your thing that you keep saying, which is nothing happened. Like yeah, you you died, and you're kind of like, in the beautiful way, almost in the you know the renunciate way. You're like nothing happened. Yeah, like I I died, but I'm gone, and 
I think death is so much worse for everyone who's still here. It's like I, I from how I perceive it, I'm imagining that it's peaceful and then maybe it's not a peaceful death. But once your brain shuts off, it's over and then that's the end. Yeah. And everyone else has to suffer with you being gone. And that's so much harder. Yeah. I think about that. Yeah. Although your brain, they say, after it's gone and it ceases, kind of like a chicken with its head cut off, it still has, I believe it's a couple minutes of activity. So it would be so amazing to see what the thoughts are in, the, in that moment, like if you could read that. Well, that's what that. they say. That's like a lot of near-death experiences and stuff is this very intense psychotropic trip. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's a timeless place because you're dead. Yeah. And your brain is just kind of has no kind gauge of, of like anything. Ping pong. Or not I'm, ping, I'm thinking of pinball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of just going by itself. But it's in the movie uh, Waking Life. They oh, I used to like them. I should watch Hawk. that again. It's the yeah. Ethan Hawke scene where he talks about every second is like an eternity. He gets to say a bunch of cool shit in he every does. movie. Like, he do does. you watch before? Have you seen Before Sunrise? And I have Oh, those are just like talky movies where it's all about like ideas and thoughts. Yeah. And, like, I just like that he. Oh, I bet I would does like that. it. Yeah, they're really good. That's the same director too. Oh, is it? Oh, that so. makes sense. Yeah, they love each other. Yeah. yeah, and even like Boyhood is still like that kind of feeling of like yeah. your life. He's a good what, guy in Boyhood. Yeah, Boyhood was. He's great tricky for me you didn't feel whatever i don't it just it did it did a wonderful job recreating uh richard linkletter that's yeah oh he did all those other ones too i think so yeah it recreated the feeling of being a child and i don't like feeling like yeah oh that's interesting (laughs) i like movies with jason statham where (laughs) he kicks men for disrespecting him (laughs) uh well good good god stuff thank you for that i was hungry for that um, and uh, we end li- to end lighter. First of all, you were wonderful. Thank you. This was so fun. I didn't say my thing at the beginning. I've been like, I'm going to tell everyone that they're welcome at the beginning. Oh, well, thanks. And that I hope they enjoy it. So I'll say you were welcome, and I hope you <laughs> I did, and I felt welcome. Good. Thank you. Um, the question, and it's a no-pressure question. What happened to you that... <laughs> <laughs> no. What was one of the hardest times you've laughed? And I hate being put oh. on the spot for a story. Oh, well, I laughed really hard yesterday. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't one of the hardest, Please. I don't think. I- I've had two recently with the same person that we've okay. laughed really hard. An answer is better than I can't think of anything. Okay, great. That's all we want to avoid. Awesome. So my friend Aaron Whitehead, um, we recently had two times where we were laughing our ass off. One time we were – this was like a couple weeks ago. We were sitting at a cafe and we were talking about – what you say to yourself when you're alone in the car like you're you're having a full <laughs> conversation in your head but then you just say one part of it oh, and it makes no sense to anyone yeah. so you'd be like just like you're driving along and you go that's not gonna happen like that and I'm like, <laughs> like, dying laughing at the different things we've said or like to ourselves that's like great. you're dumb or whatever that's but, but you've been silent for an hour Minor and then you just say I'm one falling thing asleep i'll do yeah. that too i'll be like it's not chunky <laughs> <laughs> i love that uh, and then the other one, we were shooting something yesterday, uh, and we were... Somebody can't stop working. I enjoy the hustle. Um, <laughs> we were, but we're wearing matching track suits, you can see on Instagram. Um, and anyways, our, like, honey wagons, our little, like, trailers were connected. Um, and so, Aaron, I was like, oh, come over to my room or whatever. And she was like, okay. And then I expected her to come through the door, but she slid the wall of the thing open and I didn't know that it could, was possible. And we were wearing the same outfit. And I thought it was a mirror. So, like, <laughs> uh, my brain, like, could not. Because, like, the, everything else was reflecting perfectly. We had the same chair, the same. Everything else of looked course, exactly it's the, the same. Of course, the same room, yeah. And then 
just is her this what dressed as me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this, this is, is the story. This is it. I'm different now. Um, <laughs> but I was, we were dying because I was so startled. Like she could see in my face, like my brain trying to like understand like where oh, what was happening. Oh my god, it was amazing. That's a that's like a once in a lifetime for sure. Yeah, that yeah. someone opened a parallel reality. It was crazy. My brain was just like so fucked by that. You it was probably awesome. haven't recovered yet. Yeah, I don't think I have. I, I was so confused. We sat there and like talked across the the way to each other, and I still was like it looks like a mirror like i can't yeah comprehend it it was yeah. fun wow yeah have you had a good one lately oh yes last night when we smoked we'd smoke valerie and i were in bed and i'll do this thing where i'll sing so <laughs> it sounds so annoying <laughs> oh, no, now I'm that excited. i say it we went to bed at like 10 30 mm-hmm. so it's not like i'm keeping everybody awake but you know the lights are off it's like a sleepover yeah and i just was singing christmas songs that don't exist oh my god that's fun and all I remember was I, – I can't remember any of them because it's one after the other after yeah. the other. I, like, and then the joke of it is that I won't stop. Yeah. And I, this sounds like a nightmare unless, <laughs> unless you love me. Then, it, then it's great. And I was singing this very heartfelt sort of Christmassy tune about like all I want is love and <laughs> – you to be with me in the tree and to be seen. And then I go, and a couple presents. <laughs> and for some reason, and a couple presents. So we you laughed, guys off. We laughed for Because yeah. the song was going so long that I wasn't even listening to it. You know what I mean? It's just like this the meandering. Words are just happening. Yeah. Someone else was singing. Yeah. I was channeling a very bad singer. Yeah. But yeah, we had a that. we had a good old giggle. That's nice. And we watched the Bill Murray Christmas special. But I don't, oh. I don't laugh at funny things. It was clearly funny and wonderful. But yeah, I'm like that too. I'm not just gonna crack up at some comedy. It's hard thing. I don't but know. I also don't like bad things. Like I don't. Oh know, yeah, no. I don't know exactly. Like the Simpsons, I watch and I go like, ha, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't really know what like cracks me up. Other than ready for a weird answer. Yeah. I love the feeling of being funny. That makes me yeah. laugh more than anything. That's great. And being funny with other people. Yeah. So like when we did improv and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. That's what makes me laugh. Yeah. And I get like that with friends about like random things more than anything. Like totally. I, yeah. It's and it goes gonna... back to the moment. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No. It goes back to the moment. It's yeah. putting you in that moment. No, and I think even with it's also like being a comedian when you're watching a comedy show of any type. It's hard to completely lose yourself in it because you're analyzing it. Absolutely. Like, it's impossible. In fact, that's how I enjoy it. That's yeah, oh, no, why, and like, I, I do enjoy it. Like, I'm yeah. like, this is, I'm actively engaged, but I'm not going to laugh that but much. But it makes an, it makes you an appreciator rather than, so a I'll laugh. or something. Like Borat, I remember the dick scene made me laugh. Really, oh, yeah, I remember really, really laughing hard. really hard at that. I laughed really yeah. hard. Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, that was a long time ago. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I laugh now. that much now. Really though, I mean, like, what I think that's that funny. It was a now? different time. Like, I mean, that, that was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I don't think it's the craziest thing. <laughs> that was pre Two Girls One Cup, which right. is really funny. Which I've me. never seen. I actually can't bring myself to watch that. It's not as bad as you think. You don't know think why? Shit. It looks fake. The poopy oh, looks fake. It probably is. I've heard that the poopy's fake. I'm sure it is. I never even thought about it. It's not. If it's real poopy, then girls have different kind of poopy than boys. Because I've had a poopy. <laughs> <laughs> my poopy <laughs> I realized it was terrible once so I doubled just, down and kept saying you tripled poopy. down yeah I think it's fake yeah and then I like to think it's ice cream and then it's just two girls having a great Sunday <laughs> 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 two That's girls awesome. no regrets <laughs> two girls one great Sunday <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, super fun. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. The guest says, uh, keep it crispy. It's how we end. Keep it crispy. And you feel good? I feel great. <laughs> that was a great keep it crispy. Thanks. <laughs> keep it crispy. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.